thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. Christopher Media, let's make some noise. From Asmacore Studios near Detroit, Michigan, it's unregimented. Gangsters, what's up, guys? And now, here are your hosts. Here we are. Back. One weekend. Yeah. Yeah, you can't accuse him of sitting on his small, tiny hands. You can accuse him of not becoming presidential day one, because he didn't seem to change his attitude too much. But that's how he got in, right? Well, this yeah. is uh, how's your uh, how's your 2017 going so far? Yeah, no, one one sixty nine. My name is Chris. I'm Aaron. I'm Rich. Hey, real, real quick question. Did it? Let's just jump right in with his. I guess we'll try to tackle this and. Chronological order. By the way, one weekend oh. we're already in pronoun mode. I'd like I to point that out to everyone. Re- pronoun? He and his, and, and everybody knows no, what right, we're talking about. Right, it's a capital about. H. Yeah. <laughs> like referring to the Lord. Um, his inaugural speech, did uh-huh. it not sound like he was still stumping to get elected? Yeah, it, it was the same shit, and it was dark as fuck, man. Like, why are you shitting on everyone? Well, that's from- that's from all won. the shade being thrown by Michelle Obama, but we'll get to that. This is this <laughs> is like him taking a victory lap and just flipping everybody off. I guess like, th- to me, can you just? Aren't you good at anything? Can't you just bask in your own glory for a little bit? That's all anyone oh. really expected out of you. Nobody wanted a, a speech about the the tombstones of uh, factories that are littering Middle America and the crumbling economy. Like, but, aren't you supposed to be inspiring us that this is like? We apparently, according to you, did a good thing by electing you and that you're going to be the one to fix all this shit, not just telling us all the shit that's wrong with us. It wasn't a, it wasn't a, like a management style build, break, build, right? You know that one. Yeah, but still. It's, the compliment sandwich. Yeah. That's why, I mean, if you really want to like criticize America, you got to get the compliment sandwich in there. You got to tell them what's good and then what's bad. And then you got to tell them, but it's good because we're going to fix it. And this is also what's good. And remember that first good thing that I told you. Instead, it was just all shit. It wasn't even a shit sandwich that he gave us. It was just a pile of shit. Well, I told you guys in the group chat, while I was heavily drinking on a plane, best place to be on Inauguration Day. Yeah. Best move I ever made. But <laughs> uh, just it, your campaign's... Just I'm, I'd, I'd like to think I'm a little bit of a history buff, and just your your inauguration speech is usually the greatest hits of your campaign trail, and that was just his, you know. I, I don't see it like that. This was, you I know, don't, I don't. I mean, I don't was, have the this history. This is foreigners' of camp- greatest hits. Well, it is still your greatest hits. Yeah, it still sucks. Well, look, ultimately, they're not the speeches that we we remember. Um, it's not it's not quality. That I'm criticizing its content. And Aren't they kind of intertwined? No, no. what I'm saying is, man, what is going on with the audio? Is that just me? Yeah. All that popping and hissing and shit. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, you always talk about popping and hissing. I think it might be your uh, cans there, man. It's oh, yeah, not, I'm not hearing it. Yeah, it's just me. It's either the this channel on the amp or it's actually my cans. And give me one second. Because it's getting really, really bad. You know, He's an audiophile. It's probably like no, me when I go to karaoke. It's, it's very distracting most times, but it just started doing this left to right thing. Oh, yeah, no. That was We're, very disorienting. Oh. And it seems to have gone away. I think yeah, it was just that yeah, channel. Audio vertigo. Oh. 
Yeah, you know, literally, yeah. It's like I'm leaning to the one side. Okay, I sorry to d- derail us. What were we talking about? Oh, because uh, not the great, being very inspired. The greatest hits, yeah. I'm even if it was the greatest hits, there. I guess, Joe, what did we it, expect? Did we expect all of a sudden he's going to be this Obama type orator on inauguration day? Something in his head's just going to click, and all of a sudden. Well, he did say that he was going to be presidential day one. We're hearing thousand points of light and all this other nonsense. There's a hidden presidential side to this man that he has. He didn't want to reveal to us until yeah, we were. He's apparently slow playing it. Until, until we were, I don't know, proven worthy of uh, of his president. Oh. Presidentialness, man. Dude. I expected I expected the speechwriters to at least give him one soundbite that would stick out. I mean, pretty much it, everybody's inauguration speech has one, whether it's memorable or not. I mean, you know, nothing to fear but fear itself. That's not what your country can do. Thousand points of light, shining the the, the shining uh, uh, city on the hill. Some, something, and I can't remember anything except for just. Dude, it's like I expected just to kept hearing the Debbie Downer music, the wah wah play during this whole fucking speech, man. Right. I mean, even even leaders who have uh, had more negative speeches tend to be more to uh, directed outward. You know, uh, other shit that's going on in the world, or maybe outsiders that don't belong, you know, here in our country or something like that. And certainly, he touched on immigration in it. But it was really just, we've been fucking this up. Everybody's fucking this country up for the last couple of decades now. And that's all he had to say. Well, he definitely didn't make any... He didn't didn't make any new friends on his inauguration day. Uh, I mean, I doubt that's what he was looking to do. But he he pretty much fucking whipped his dick out, did a 360, and pissed all over everybody. You know, did did you see the bad lip reading... For the inauguration. Oh, can we watch it? No, I, I haven't. Well, you know they don't translate well to the podcast. Yeah, but that's <laughs> it's so a visual thing. But it was it was actually poignant. Well, you know what? Then it's on us as podcasters to paint the goddamn picture. All right, and there you go. <laughs> you want to do color or... <laughs> I've been letting auto-correct spell inauguration all week. I-N-A-U. There we I'll go. I'll get it right eventually. Yeah. It's a word we only spell every four years. Yeah. We didn't even used to have to spell it. We would just hear about it on the news. Now everyone wants to tweet about it. Surprised nobody found a a clever way to condense it down to five or six characters. Wait. Inog. Well, it's over. Wait for the post-millennials. That's a term I heard the other day. It's for people born 2000 and after. Post-millennials? Yeah. They're for people born. We haven't even exited the millennial stage yet. The millennials are supposedly eighty-four to ninety-six, and then post-millennials are everyone after two thousand. So ninety-six to two thousand, you're in limbo, apparently. You got to come up with a new stupid term. Yeah. Call everybody. I don't don't even whoever whoever come up with that time period is fucking retarded. They need to make up their mind what a generation is because it used to be twenty minutes or twenty years. Now it's fifteen years. Now it's just whenever the fuck they say. The fuck out of here. Come on. Pick a fucking time period, dipshits. <laughs> Sorry, the Imperial March rolling. All right. Oh, they're gonna start with Michelle getting the with the box. Did you guys see this? 
uh, Melania Trump handing uh, Michelle Obama the blue box it's not Tiffany? So important. Should have. Oh, surprise! I have some pretzels for Melania, you. Do you know what you just said? <laughs> well, you cheery. I'm always like this. Oh yeah, sure. You're certainly not going to be. When can I see You're you walk company. away? Can't <laughs> wait. Uh, Smiling. Now's your chance. Well, you can be a funny wiener, can't you? <laughs> I'm important. Well, you want to be me, don't you? Think you think line of and no. Looks like we have a problem. Yeah, leave it to me. Okay, we're gonna squeeze him. Hadouken. Hadouken to your face. Are you wearing a big boy shirt? <laughs> yeah, they're probably never will again. Help. <laughs> you can't describe it. I'm going to barf. You ever washed that wig? Oh, you got me again, George. <laughs> yeah. Good one. That is a zinger. I like your nail polish, but not too much. Now I pretend I like you, yep, but I hate yep. you inside. It looked like they were going to hug, but they stopped. I think you and, uh, We don't like each other that much. We're not Repeat hugging. Repeat after me. All right. This I is make grease. Uh, yeah. Let's... Well, yeah, I, this is the most uh, picked apart inauguration I, I, I can ever think of, including the first two... Uh, or the first two, the two Obama Obama ones. I can't ever remember. Well, like we're getting every of... little fucking thing being so dissected. I was talking uh, with again, Aaron before the show, go, though. So. I think, but I think though we're getting a lot of doubling down from the media because of the whole press thing. These are a little buttered over it, so it just. I'm not seems even talking like... the press, man. I'm not talking about the press. I'm talking about the people. I'm talking about online or, or Trump himself. And well, there's 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 that too. Yeah, that's another thing. It's I mean, three four days after your inauguration, and your press secretary's up there still talking about how many people watched it and shit. Just shut the fuck up, move on, dude. I, I mean, seriously, this this dude is petty as any ex girlfriend I've ever fucking had, man. I mean, seriously. Like, I'm, and right now he's he's right now. It is what it is ten o'clock at night, and I bet you he's sitting on the toilet with his smartphone. Facebook stalking Obama he's right now. He's got a BlackBerry. <laughs> Pretty sure. He seems like the type. Uh, he, yeah, yeah, he does. <laughs> he's got POTUS <laughs> 44. Of course, I have a BlackBerry. Favorites in Twitter. And a, so you just follow him. And, it, and his POTUS uh, Twitter account is linked to a private email. Oh, no. <laughs> well, as long as it depends where the server is. Wasn't that his whole bugaboo? Yeah. Is it a, is it a secure oh, it's a server? Pri- private server? No. Not only that, but oh, Sean, see the emails? Sean oh. Spicer apparently twice tweeted out and deleted his password. Wow. <laughs> that dude, Jesus Christ. That dude is a gift. Are you kidding me? <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, God. The, the most dangerous part. I mean, if you are a comedy writer, you have to be conflicted because, I mean, obviously yeah. your ideals are at odds with the current administration, well, but your job. Right. You have job security for the next four years. On one hand, he's saying horrible things like people from Muslim countries are have are, are predispositioned to be terrorists, literal quote. On the other hand, he actually said that shit out loud. <laughs> like, this guy seems to have less of a filter than Trump does. And the demoral, that was the, the, the biggest thing. 
it's really demoralizing. When he's sitting there criticizing the media and the reporting of the inauguration, and he's like, you know, it's just when you read all this negative stuff, it's really demoralizing, guys. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Stop providing them with negative do you, do stuff. You, do you think that that's what the media is here for? Hey, I... I I call in my personal cheering section and they criticize me all the time. What's going on in here? There is multiple pictures online showing Obama coming in for to his first term, standing next to Bush going out, and Bush is all smiles and Obama sitting there with a very like serious look on his face. And same thing with Clinton and Bush. You know, Clinton's all smiles, Bush is looking real serious. And right. then of course same thing happened with with uh, our orange overlord in Obama. And, you know, it just goes to show that this job, you can't have thin skin for. You And I don't, under, I don't know how he plans on making it through four years of it. Because the people that are leaving are happy as a motherfucker to be going. And the people coming in, they got to know, like, you know, look, you think you've gotten scrutiny so far? Like, like it's it's like the beginning of Jarhead. You can't handle a couple love taps on the back of your head. What the fuck are you gonna do in the middle of a war zone? You know, I mean, it's boot. It, it, you know, it's it's like if you can't handle boot camp, you are not gonna be able to handle combat. What the fuck is your problem here? You know, and yeah. but he won, so it doesn't matter. That's he'll keep it, reminding you of that. Of course he will, because it's that's all he it's 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 really all he has is his fucking spray on swagger that's it that's all he's got i mean he's he what substance has he brought he's just signed just signed executive orders that basically do i mean okay the wall's going to get built supposedly and our wall's going to get built supposedly mexico's going to pay for it um, we don't know how we don't know how yet but we're going to we're going to impose we did uh, get another clue today yeah he's uh because the Congress said they would approve uh, the building of the wall with our money, mind you, mm. uh, with, at an estimate of twelve to fifteen billion dollars. And but the way we would get our money back is we were discussing this right before you called is uh, that uh, he has proposed a twenty percent tariff on all goods uh, coming into our country the from coming, Mexico. Yeah, coming out of Mexico. Yeah, which is disastrous. So, which is which, is, which that is supposedly the real reason why the uh, the president canceled, not supposedly because of the law, because of what twenty percent tax? I think it's probably a little of both. And I, I question his motivation because if you Google because Google Mexico Guatemala border and start reading, you'll you'll see an awful lot of familiar things coming from that president. Mm-hmm. It's just he words them different. No, yeah, fair point. He's not anti-wall per se. Yeah, but uh, anti-immigrants coming in this country from the south and fucking his country up. No, he is anti that. Oh yeah, that's yes, what I'm saying. Is. Oh yeah, <laughs> like he pretty much said. He pretty much it's the same line of thinking. He just he, it's it's political. Whatever. Right. That's, but I don't understand why Trump thinks that he holds all the cards when it comes to everything in the world. That being the American president means that. He's going to renegotiate NAFTA. Okay. Well, that's a treaty. Yeah. And that's sitting down for probably a couple years, hashing that shit out with the other leaders that are involved. You only got four years, son. And Not 40. So 
You can't just say, oh, we're going to pull out of NAFTA. That means nothing. It doesn't saying that you're pulling out of NAFTA just means that you would like change to happen. But you can pull out and still get pregnant, Donald. But you right. actually have to get Mexico and Canada to sit down at the table. And this certainly isn't a way to do that by pissing off the, the Mexican president and Mexico in general. And I mean, it'd be, but, be a quick war. And I'm not completely anti-wall. I just think it's kind of ludicrous to think that that's, first of all, going to fix anything because we have fences and walls up on the border I'm right now. anti the reasoning and they behind have, the wall. And what do they find in the, uh, on these walls that we already have constructed on the border? Ladders. Yeah. They build an 18-foot wall. They find 19-foot ladders all over the place. We already have fence. And it, it's the not... W-built. It's never been about the wall. The wall has never been a solution. Which this about is about manpower. The reason you want, well, too, to, to me, no, no, no. But if reason, you actually, the reason you want to build the wall to me is suspect. Well, yeah, I, you know, you could have, <laughs> you could have better reasons for wanting to build this wall than the ones you are stating. Yes. Well, you, you know, the the big talking point on this has been. Uh, I, it, there's variations on the quote, but it's basically, I don't keep, I, I don't put locks on my doors to keep evil people out. I keep it to, I do it so that I can keep the people inside safe. Right. So that's the that's a rationalization for having a wall a wall on the border. You're not thinking that everyone in Mexico is evil. It's just that you're trying to keep the people Hello. here. You boys like Mexico. But, <laughs> Well, uh, also, but, but 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 which then beggars a question: which people, which people are you really concerned about keeping safe in here? Because what in your the, analogy you talk about, you, you're talking about the people in your house. I think this is much narrower than the way that they're thinking about. It. They're literally thinking about their immediate family and fuck the rest of the country. But well, it's going to well, be all of our tax dollars that are going to go to pay for it, and. Oh, yeah, we get paid back with a, a 20% tariff? Right. Uh, so where does that money go? It gets passed on to the consumers here, right? Mm-hmm. And what happens in response to that? Mexico raises their tariff on our exports 20%. So now we have less exports going out and more expensive imports coming in. I think there's actually going to be some concern. Well, Lindsey Graham was tweeting today about how bad an idea I this just had was. a crazy thought. Yes. The cannabis industry might be like, fuck yeah, go ahead. Build the wall? Yeah, the, oh, the, I'm the, sure the legal cannabis industry. Well, it just, got a lot, it just got a lot more expensive to get Mexican weed into this country for the black market. The small portion of it that's maybe not already ultra-liberal. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the guys who are in it purely for the business, yes. Dude, I know, especially with cannabis, people would be liberal. But I mean, I just I work with this mentality: give people some money and watch their political ideologies change. Mm-hmm. I've I've managed to find all of the Republicans in Oregon. I work with fucking sixteen of them. Like it's, but it's, sorry, we're getting sidetracked. Hey, there's a bridge right. to Canada, and we're making them pay for it. No one's saying shit about that here. All right, so something that, that the last week has shown me on social media is that everyone, how do I put this, if you support anything he's done, or if you think anything he's done is even remotely a good idea, then automatically you're, you're in his island. camp. Yep. Yeah, you're in his camp. You're not allowed to be an American anymore. 
And I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I, I, I can't remember if, if we've talked about this really. I think we have. Uh, and it might have been a, a, a real long time ago. I don't see where enforcing immigration laws is racist in and of itself. I don't see other prosperous countries with open border policies for anyone to come on in. And it's just, oh, yeah, yeah, just, yeah, just walk on over the fucking border and don't even bother to tell us you're here. And we're perfectly fine with it. Building the wall is just asinine. It's it's yes, but what does abortion have to do with religion? Nothing on the surface, nothing on the talking points, but everything when it comes right down to it. And okay, so there, so in other words, uh, and, if if we're looking if we're looking at any law that says you have to at least let us know you're you're entering our country if you're from another country, yeah. Is racist. I don't. I don't see that as racist. I see that as I, pragmatic. I think, you, I think you're going a little extreme with it, though. I, I well, don't. Just letting us know you're here. If you're trying to represent an argument that's out there, I don't. I've never heard that. I'm argument. not representing any argument. Okay, first of all, I'm not representing anything but myself. I'm representing how I feel. No, I know. When Rich, I see but go, no, let me clarify, though. Not what you were saying was attempting to represent somebody else's opinion. And I don't know who those people are. I don't. I've never seen. I don't know that they exist. I think you're you're a bit too extreme in your example. Maybe um, it's it's not about anyone that comes into this country. There's certain segments that seem to be uh, vilified in this country, and certainly by okay, our own but leader. But where Rich is coming from is if the if you, Rich and I, if the three of us, pasty white looking motherfuckers. Want to go visit Canada or Mexico just to visit? They want to know we are there. Yeah. Is that inherently racist? No. Then that's what Rich is saying. If you want to move here, if you're coming over here, like, hey, where I live sucks. I'm moving to America. Just let let us know you're here. That's that's. I mean, I don't know if you guys remember, but one of the very first podcasts we all three did together, we talked about how, yeah, let's bring in more people from Mexico. Make them American citizens. Put them to work. Them we have swatches of, of we have huge swatches of land in here in Metro Detroit that are barren. That I mean, they they could build up into yeah. what you know whatever they wanted. Mm-hmm. Well, and we had, we all three had no problem with it. Well, now that's, get to I, lose my problem isn't with immigration. Income. My problem isn't with immigration. My problem is with the fact that because we go, hey, by the way. You know, there's a couple, there's a couple, personally, I think there's way too many hoops for people to jump through to become an American citizen. That's just me, because we don't even hold ourselves to that standard. We talked about this before. Most Americans can't even pass the test you got to take to become an American citizen. However, that doesn't mean the the bar should be lowered to where it's nothing, to where an infant can crawl over it. Right. I mean, but but you also have to deal with the situation in the reality that you face. It's kind of like the tax code. The tax code is so fucked up, and there's so many loopholes that some people can just find ways to pay next to nothing in taxes. And so we're actually losing more tax money because of this crazy cryptic tax code that we have. But it is the reality of the situation. It's not about tax code isn't set up to just let somebody not pay taxes. But it does promote that attitude the same way that our overly strict immigration laws promote the attitude of 
I'll just take my chances. It's not even worth it. I can get in right now, get a job and start work and start sending money home. Or I can go through this whole rigmarole and not know what is going to come of it. So it's not it's not wrong to say or racist to, to just be uh, choosy about who comes into this country. But yeah, and uh, you could argue we're I, identifying a threat. I mean, how's open borders working out in Europe? Do we want to count terrorist attacks? Just the last but, two years. Okay, you can start. To me, you don't. You, could, you, don't, you don't need. You don't need immigrants. Been. You don't need immigrants to have terrorist attacks. Terrorist attacks right. arise out of ideal, ideologues and ideologies. And people can, with the internet, you can be, quote unquote, radicalized by any faction, religion, whatever, without ever having to leave your home. Right. The thing is, we have this conversation about immigration that's never about immigration. Immigration is the guy who saves up all his money, brings his family over, gets an education, starts a small business, pays his taxes, and that's it. And it's a boring story. Uh, when Instead, we have these conversations about immigration that are really about security, right? It's about trying to keep terrorists from coming in here. No, it's not, okay? That has nothing to do with it. Terrorists... If people want to fuck shit up in this country, they can find a way in, and that's really one of those things that we just have to deal with. Hopefully we have some protections, but immigration is not about catching terrorists. That is something completely different. We also have this this conversation about immigration right now that we're having when it comes to sanctuary cities. Trump's saying that we're going. he's going to expect everyone in the U.S. to adhere to the law when it comes to immigrants and if they come across so if like a private uh, if a private if a police officer uh comes across somebody they know to be illegal they're expected to do something about it and not be what they're calling sanctuary cities which is a term certain cities have taken on and others have had applied to them just because they don't by practice try and round up people to uh to deport but Again, this this isn't about immigration. This is actually about the economy because you have um, well the mayor of Portland, wasn't it? That was very, been very vocal about saying that he's not going to uh, he's not going to try and round up any illegals in in his city. And most of the West Coast is following suit with that. They already have this policy, and they don't expect to change it, regardless of what type of federal funding they might lose. And it's because they rely on those people for their economy. They rely on those people to come over and keep their businesses afloat. Someone's got to mow lawns in Beverly Hills. And keep their products cheap so they can ship them all over the place. And so that, you know, the farmers and small businessmen and everybody in, in on the West Coast can get paid. And the same shit goes down on the East Coast. New York says that they don't, they're not going to, to try and deport anyone. They need those fucking people. Right. Oh, dude, New York. Good luck. There's a lot of there's a lot of millennials with uh, with doctorates who don't want to do these <laughs> these jobs of washing dishes because that's all that is available. So they have to bring in illegal immigrants to do these jobs. I mean, is it right? No. Someone's got to watch it, little Emma. Should the law be enforced? Yes, absolutely. But it, that's not what this is about. This is about 
Uh, to me, this is really a power play from Donald Trump trying to actually drain the bigger cities of resources and break up those uh, those big cities that he sees as uh, controlling a majority of the vote and making this country seem like it's more liberal than it is from Trump's perspective, I remind you, that I'm imagining it. So, Im- yeah, immigration is about the economy. Immigration is about security. It's not. It's not really about the process of who gets into this country and and is allowed to be a productive citizen. Well, once again, immigration seems to be one of the few laws that, if you say, oh yeah, well, of course we like if we say anything about gun laws, well we should we, you know, gun 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 people, myself included, say this all the time. Well, what about the ones we already have on the books? What about the ones that are lackadaisically enforced? Why don't we actually worry about those before we start worrying about making new laws Mm -hmm. that take more and more rights away from people who have no reason to be worried about their guns being taken away besides the fact that some people are scared of them. Well, I'm scared of guns. I don't like guns, so you shouldn't have one. Okay? But you say the same exact thing about any type of immigration law, and you get the fucking side eye from the people on the right on, on the left, and it's like, oh boy, that's that's racist code right there. You're speaking code language. And it's like, no. What I'm saying is, we have laws on the books. What is the problem with enforcing them? If you find them unjust, do what you're doing. Go pro, go protest. You know, hey, how about this? Right. Vote every couple of years. Petition okay. Your Senate, your, yeah, your local government to get involved. Uh, you know, if you find the laws that are on the books unjust, do something about that. Don't go, well, we shouldn't enforce those laws because you know goddamn well those same people going, well, we should look the other way when it comes to those laws. If we said that about gun laws, the first thing they'd do is have a shit fit. Yeah. That's a pretty valid point. I, 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 it's a very valid point. Um, but it does make me think of cannabis. And that's something that's illegal federally, and states have made it fully legal recreationally already, and they are in violation of federal law. Do I think that they should just adhere to the law and try and push for federal legalization before they go for a uh, recreational program? Absolutely not. And it's not just based on my own personal beliefs. It's based on the fact that it's ridiculous that it's illegal in the first place. Here's your, so, here's your, here's, here's your gold lining to this. What's my gold lining? Uh, I didn't know I needed one for this. Immigration. Cannabis is already becoming legal. Well, no, immigration and uh, sanctuary cities cost federal government money. Cannabis could make the federal government money. Wait a minute. How does it cost the... You mean we're missing out on tax dollars that we would get if they were legal citizens? How does it cost the government money? That, and they have to fund the city, you know, the funding to the cities, mm-hmm. uh, stuff like that. I mean, it's there's more money going out in that situation than would be coming in for the government. Cannabis, there is more coming in than would be going out. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. So that's... that's well, but, but I'm not really trying to compare the two issues directly. I'm just saying if you want to talk about disobeying laws that you think are unjust... Um, I mean, I, I. He's a capitalist, man. It's my it's my one hope with no, with but, cannabis. But me personally, I can't. I, I agree with your point, Rich, but I can't say that it's a bad thing to disobey a law that you feel is unjust just because I might not agree with your reasoning on that. Not you, but you know, 
like say the, no, mayor, I got the mayor of Portland or somebody like that. But I mean, I, I guess my main point is, and we kind of we got we got way always way sidetracked off of it. Is welcome to the weeds, everybody. <laughs> we have enough laws on the books as far as immigration. Mm-hmm. Okay, there's no need to start making laws just so we can pound ourselves in the chest and go see where or do a politician can pound themselves in the chest and go see I'm being tough on immigration. We, it, immigration is is like the dirty little secret of America. We all know we need it to keep our economy going the way it is right now. That's yeah. that's just a fact. That is not there's no argument. Okay, and anybody listening who's having an inner monologue that's arguing with us, stop. You are wrong. Bottom line. Okay? <laughs> and we got a fucking president who's gonna who's standing there, I'm gonna build a wall. That's gonna stop something. Really? Really? If you have a compound fracture and a bone sticking out and I come up and I just throw a napkin over it and go, Well you don't you don't see it now. Problem solved. Right. <laughs> really? Really? Did I fix your arm? Or are you still gonna bleed the fuck out and die? I mean, come the fuck on, man. That's what I'm getting at. And that's and just because, right. and and I, I, like okay, I know that we all that the, the Aaron, you and I especially, we disagree on on manufacturing jobs, and whatever that's cool, but you know, I, I, he saw, he he basically, which we all knew was coming, he basically just went <laughs> all over the TPP, and that's it, done and over with. Mm-hmm. All right, and I was like, well, I'm, one thing he's done, I can kind of get on board with. Oh my. God. God, oh, so you know, oh, now you do. Oh boy, oh, you think you, 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 you you're a Republican now? Wait, wait, you, you want to take my rights away as a woman? Whoa, where did you make that leap? <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> but, well, but but it's but, a but, symptom but, of the whole. How it's, you know, we talked about when we first started the podcast. You can't share beliefs anymore. If you are on the left and have one, maybe have one of your beliefs line up with something on the right. You're done. Or if you're on the right, and the same thing. You're done in those camps. There's no more, like you. If if you're uh, if you're if you're on a side, no, you're on a side. There's you can't be in the middle anymore. It's not allowed in our current climate. That's it. That's where we're at now. Yeah. There's no gray area. Yeah. Unfortunately, that's where most of us. I in heard there's cut. Fifty Shades of Gray, but apparently there's zero. Yeah, <laughs> well, only true. only <clears throat> only when it comes to to rich rich good looking guys in S and M is there any gray for some of these people. Right, but, any gray area for rape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if he lived in a trailer That's, and he was poor, it would be an yeah. SV, SVU yeah, the, episode. The gray yeah. area for rape apparently is dependent on how hot income the guy level. is. Yeah, income and level rich. and right. hotness. Yes, I, and not even well, hotness. It's height. That's what it is. It's always the height. But <laughs> cock. I bet you cock size too. Yes, man. If Christian Gray had a small penis, no, he'd be in court. No, <laughs> height and money. That's all they want to see. Tall, fat wallet. A lot of oh, oh, a lot of this country is in the middle. Most of the Should most of this country the march is now or? most of this country most of this country is is not hardcore right wing, hardcore left wing. Okay, as much as they would like to, the the news and politicians would like to divide up everybody into where there is no middle ground. Because if there if it's only okay, you're a so called progressive. Or you're a so-called conservative, whereas it's amazing in the last 16 years it went from Christian conservative to now just conservative, which I I do find delicious. In in just mm, the irony is wonderful. And a bunch of Christians supporting this fucking orange goblin asshole, and I'm like, you realize you just fucking elected probably the first open atheist president, right? You realize that? 
Yeah. I mean, you, 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 at no point has this man ever really claimed to be a Christian until he hit the campaign trail. He didn't even play the politician game before then. All right. This man does not give one single fuck about what book you fucking from the, the desert trilogy no. that you fucking choose to yeah. worship. Most from. times when a politician talks about God, I roll my eyes. When Donald Trump talks about it, my eyes roll right the fuck out of my head. Exactly. I got to go to the, the I got to go to America's best because I've sprained both of them from rolling it so hard. Yeah. Right. You know, and it, it's just it, most of this country does exist in the middle. There's not. To, OK, California. I know. Oh boy, you're, you're Southern California weather's so great, it's perfect. Blah blah blah, hot and sunny all day long, and, and you're so enlightened. In New York, I know that. Oh boy, you're so tough, and you're in the melting pot. But there's a whole fucking country between these two coasts. Yeah. All right, and guess what? Not all of us are fucking farmers, and not all of us are blue-haired, unshaven fucking lesbians. You know, it's it's. There's I think a lot of people we lost who sight just of on November eighth. We forgot about the middle. The, the, the people on the coast thought they, they're the only thing well, that okay. matters. They forgot about the middle please, of the country. Let's not go all the way back to the election again, please. Let's a, put, I know that was, put it, that was put nice it, on Chris. I, I no, but I'm just saying that's what I hear you. It, it just it helped make Rich's point. Sorry. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm just I'm just I'm just going with. Yes, there's a lot of gray area. There, yes, there's a lot of people who go. Yeah, when it comes to abortion. You know, I, I'm, I'm, I, I have friends that are like, you know, look, I'm very liberal, but when it comes to abortion, I don't think it should be used as just a, just a, a, a laissez-faire version of, uh, of birth control. You, you know, it shouldn't be just no, like, oh, I forgot my plan B. I'm, it's okay if, if I miss my period, I'll just go get, you know, my card punched over at fucking abortions are you. But Bruce, you that's know? another ridiculous scenario that you're proposing. Exactly. I'm not saying that, I, but do you see what I'm saying? I'm not saying that's how I feel. I'm saying that I have friends that feel that way. And I go, and what, and what, on what planet do people, are people just getting like four or five abortions in a year's, yeah, in a, in a oh, calendar year time? Guess what? I, I follow you on As birth control. They're you. not lining up to get them because you go through some serious biological, physiological, and psychological shit. Like, women, then, women aren't just lining up. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. Then I have friends who are hardcore right-wingers. And I'm sure we, I'm sure we we all do too. Who, when it comes to personal freedom, when it comes to drug use, when it comes to yeah, a lot of a lot of things along those lines, they're liberal as fuck. But they just you know when no. It comes I, to the bedroom that they're all for the government being involved. You, you know it's it's and I'm just like okay, th- we're not being heard. The people in the middle who kind of just go look. I'm not a Republican. I'm not a Democrat. I'm not right or left left wing. I'm myself. I don't need an ideology to tell me how to fucking think. My moral compass points to true north. All right. I I, I and yes, I understand. I'm gonna be. You know, we're all hypocritical to an extent about things in our beliefs if we dig hard enough. Oh, but yeah. for the most for the most part, I think a a good person tries their best not to be hypocritical. Yeah, but if you don't contradict yourself every once in a while, you're just not thinking hard enough. Yeah, that's and that's one of the things. That's one of the things that 
I, I, has been lost in all this. That's being wishy-washy and oh, right. flip-flopper. Yeah, that, that, what, the fact that you've had a contradictory thought and go, hmm, I've never thought of it that way. Let right. me think about this some more. That's being wishy-washy. Well, it's funny. I you mean, know, we take these terms and we go, oh, that's wishy That's uh, flip-flopping because you changed your position. No, flip-flopping is when you say in the, like practically the same day to one group of people one thing and the completely different thing to another group of people, which is what Donald Trump did throughout his whole campaign, but yet exactly. he was seen as the most resolute and steadfast of the camp. Well, he's true to his word. He's his own man. You know, he speaks his mind. He speaks whatever you think you he want that you want to hear. I didn't even say that correctly, but you get what I mean. <laughs> he says what he thinks you want to hear. He's the call to personality. Yeah. Like, he's the definition of it. It's, he's resolute in the fact that he wants as much power as possible, so he'll say anything to get it. But, you know, there's a lot of issues that people, well, people are just stark raving mad. Like, they got to pace themselves, especially out there on yeah, Twitter. It's been a week, people. I don't, I don't understand how somebody just, like, constantly tweets. I have a lot of interesting people that make some great points on my Twitter feed, but some of them are just, like, seems like every five minutes, it's fuck Trump this and that. And I'm like, don't you do anything else with your day? Same thing with my Facebook feed. I hope you don't have loved ones around you because you must be fucking miserable. Like, my Facebook feed's just full of people where I'm just like, wow, man. Like, pace yourself. (laughs) Yes, he's doing some crazy shit, but you know what? He's passionate about your marriage. His his own supposed party is probably going to uh, kind of rope him in on some of these more major issues. When it comes to our relationship with Mexico, while I think it's outrageous, the shit that he's saying and this supposed plan that he has in place, I honestly believe that there'll be enough conservatives to defect from him to repair the relationship with Mexico and not have this lead to uh, uh, um, uh, a trade war, basically, between the U.S. and Mexico. How many liberals will explode when they see pro Mexican conservatives. But that's because there's real money involved in there, in that argument. Now, you look at other things like, well, just let's just take science in general. Science? This is going Come to on, be, you're getting into something fact-based here. This is going to be the worst administration for science, apparently, oh. since, uh, well, I said on Twitter, this is the worst administration for science since they are throwing virgins in volcanoes. Bill Nye and Neil deGrasse can go get a bunker together and <laughs> wait it out. I couldn't believe I couldn't believe people the people I saw defending him basically gagging scientists as far as oh if you have any type of <sighs> yeah it shuts down the EPA's Twitter feed they're not allowed to use any social media and has signed a presidential directive saying that all of the information that the EPA collects has to first go through I believe the Senate it was said uh, first. It has to go through... Oh, the Republicans got to review this environmental science data first. That, yeah, that'll end up... That'll go well. Well, imagine going to the doctor. We got your test results. I don't see Jesus anywhere in here. This really looks like cancer. Do it again. But I'm going to need your mayor to come in and look at this chart and make sure. (laughs) Like, what the fuck are we paying you for? It's like your surgeon, like, hey, I got your district selectman here. He's going to be looking over the shoulder. What? Why? Right. So, so why are we having non-scientists approve scientific results? I have no idea other than the fact that there's certain information that this administration is deemed uh, too dangerous to get out there. Like there's so much to me 
a lot of the outrage that we've been seeing is so misplaced. There's more like I, what we just talked about. I think people should be a little more should be more riled up about <laughs> than you know scaling a fucking crane and hanging a resist banner. You should right. be mad about shit like that. You should be mad that Mike Pence oh. thinks electric shocks can still cure gay people. All right. We shouldn't be mad about like right. Well, yeah, because this can these ideas can affect real policy certainly. You shouldn't be mad that Trump signed a piece of paper that says, "Hey, I'm going to do something about Obamacare at some point." That's pretty much we're, we're mad about that, but we're not mad about the things that are actually happening that we should be outraged right. about. I mean, we're, we're backsliding on on our conversation about climate change. We're, we're back to people talking about how it's a hoax. Not arguing whether it's man-made or not, which are both ridiculous arguments. But uh, so we're backsliding on that, and but well, we can't even agree. Like it's getting hotter, people. We can't even agree on it's proof how many weeks it takes a baby to come to term. I mean, what the fuck? That's science. That's. Science I saw a billboard the other day that told me eighteen th- days. <laughs> eighteen days. That's, what? Eighteen days is when you first get a heartbeat. Oh no! Uh, to turn to actually be born. Yes. No. 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 You're talking about uh, the first uh, considered first signs of life. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, just, it's the the tweets about 36 week abortions. That's what you, I was referring you mean, to. You mean a month premature birth? That's pretty much what that. Yeah, is. It's uh, uh, then in that case, I was a 36 week abortion. I I showed up. No, a, you weren't abortion. I showed you up. Dead. I showed up a month early. I was so. I mean, yeah, it's a birth, thirty-six weeks. That's an eight-month-old. No, but it's yeah. It's just not happening. That's yeah. the bigger point there. I think. I, I don't want to talk you, about abortion. Let me ask you guys a question real quick. Do you yes. think he has? That Trump has any like that? That he he has a starting a clear a clear starting point in his agenda and a clear ending point, and no. he's following no. it. No. Or do you think he's literally just throwing shit at the wall and seeing what sticks? That's how he seems to have run his whole life. I just sat through a presentation on the seven habits of highly successful people. He has not begun with the end in mind. I'll tell you that one. Like, I think with this campaign he did, I want to be president, but now that he's president, no plan. I, I because guess, I, 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 feel like, I feel like that's exactly what's going on with him. And I feel like that's exactly what's going on with a lot of the people who are so enraged by him. And are, you no, know, nobody's got a plan. That are protesting, yes. It's right. like... Oh, and Aaron and I like, were warming up. This was our warm-up conversation upstairs. The, 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 the woman's march, okay? I, I was like, okay, deep breath. What exactly is the main focus of the march? Women's rights. Okay. No, I, so, well, so, no. I, no, I contest that. It was purely, we don't like Trump. That was it. That was the only point of it. Okay. I guess what I'm doing is I'm doing the asshole thing and taking people by the the words that actually come out their mouth at face value. I mean, because that's all I've heard. It's all I've heard from the people who have discussed it with me or flooded their their social media or the news sources that I've watched is that it's all about women's rights, and that's all it's about. And if you don't support it, you don't support women. And I'm like, okay – so what exactly about women's rights are they marching about? Is it for to keep? Is it is it is it to make abortion legal? No, abortion's still legal. Is it they're afraid abortion's going to be made illegal? Okay, 
so you're giving a preemptive march to something it's, for a, 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 an issue that for most of Americans is a decided issue. Okay, but when this was started, its very concept was protesting the fact that we would elect as leader of our country somebody who talked about women as if they were objects. And uh, Bill Clinton, JFK. Sure, sure. Um, I'm not going to argue that point. W and uh, Michelle so, Obama. So blatant, <laughs> so blatantly and openly referred to them as objects. A little more extreme in this case. Uh, can we be honest here? But, got caught? Um, got caught on camera? Yeah. You don't think anyone who's ever held that office has ever talked like that? Come on. Now. I don't know if anyone's ever said what he said, but... JFK, I, I, JFK I, and a strange may, piece of ass. May, maybe they said worse. Day. Maybe they didn't. I don't know. Or gets headaches. But, so, I mean, the fact that there's so many people that are involved in this that are talking about other things that, you know, of course, you know, they've got a platform. They've got their soapbox and they should stand on it and and take this opportunity to make their ideas known. But this this conception that, well, because it's the concept of a march, really. People have called it many things, but really it's a woman's march, right? It was never called a protest, although that's kind of implied in there. But the concept of a march is a showing of bodies, basically. It's here's everybody that that uh, believes that you know something is going wrong in this country, and they're all going to amass in one place so that the rest of the nation and the world can see that this shit fucking matters and it affects a lot of people in this country. Well, I'm, and it, so it's not about picking a leader and having a clear movement for this. This is just the start of it of saying, this is how many people you have on your side if you choose to actually speak against this and to maybe even uh, give a stronger voice to people who felt like they were just shouting into the wind anyway. Well, I'm intimately involved with a second wave feminist. I degreed credentialed actually her her hope is that she thinks where they're coming from is hopefully this is the start of a mobilization like this is the beginning of something however her she questions the motivations because she showed me a staggering statistic uh the other day that in 2015 85 percent of women would not admit in public or out loud that they were a feminist Mm-hmm. And now on Saturday, all of a sudden, everybody's a feminist. She's like, eh, right. are you? It's the cause du jour. You're going to be a feminist way. two weeks from now? Are you taking... Her hope is that this is the start of, let's take this back to where we're from and right. keep it going. She doubts, she doubts whether that's going to happen. Well, okay. You can't, you can't argue with somebody's doubt. And certainly when you've seen cycles repeat themselves... Uh, because she's on board you, with us with the millennials, you, too. You can't just say that you're out, out and out wrong. But what do you do with that doubt? And where does that doubt get you? I mean, if, if you were to say... She also said that she wasn't... She talked shit about herself, said, I didn't go. She, she, she made sure to point that she's self-aware right. about it. Right. And, and to say... To, to try and discredit these people as whatever it might be. Not having a clear point to what they're doing. Um, just being part of a movement and involved and not really being passionately uh, involved in it. 
or maybe not even having participated in the voting process, but now all of a sudden is mad about the results. Her hope is also, too, that it, it, these that are, it these are, becomes global and doesn't they, stay here. But these are arguments that I'm sure you could pick you know, random people out of, the, out of this march and apply one of them to this person and, and therefore discredit the whole group. But Madonna, look, hold on a sec, hold on a sec, hold on a sec. Okay, but, I've uh, no, but oh, no, you're not even letting no, me finish no. my thought, though. Dude, you, your thought has taken twenty minutes, man, and you've gotten not, to no point. The, all right, no bullshit. Hold on a sec. Bullshit? You're sitting here, and I, I bring up one thing, and you take twenty minutes to rebut it, and you haven't rebutted it. My point is, these people are as fucking aimless in what they want as fucking Trump is. Okay, I've asked many people, what was this march about? Women's rights. Okay, what specifically? And I've gotten, well, we want uh, uh, free women's uh, uh, sanitary napkins. We want abortion to, to be legal. We want, and I'm like, uh, uh, does, is there any focus to any of this, or is this just no, people having a temper tantrum because they didn't get their fucking way? But Rich, that was my point. Was is that they? You're talking to individuals that are applying their own agenda to this movement. And that isn't what it's really about. This is if it's a if it's about is, solidarity. If it's about step one, okay. Let's see where our base is and how big it is. Okay, I get that. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. But I do agree with Chris, and I do agree with Chris's uh, girlfriend. There seems to be a lot of people that are just like, oh, this is the thing to do. I'm going to put on my pussy hat, and I'm going to oh, I hands agree. off my pussy. I 100% like, agree with you on this issue. My point, though, is is that what do you do with that? Do you sit, then say that there's people out there who shouldn't be protesting? That, that, that re, just because they may be wrong or naive, that they don't have a voice? What they, I'm saying is give, give the average person... Okay, if you want people who don't have a stake in what you're fighting for, to give a fuck about what you're fighting for, you have to appeal to them. You have to have more than just, I'm angry, I'm yelling into a mic, here's shriveled up ass Madonna's corpse saying we, that she wants to blow up the White House, here's fucking Ashley Judd yelling about a bloody fucking sheet, and ooh, we got pussy hats on. Okay, give me something. What? What are you? What are you? What, what is? What is the rallying cry of oh. this? Is it? Is it, uh, we're tired of being treated as second-class citizens? We're tired of the way women are treated around the world? Can we have an agenda here? That's what I'm saying. And when I asked the very same people who were like, yeah, I went to the march. I went to the one in Lansing. I went to the one in my city or wherever. And I go, well, well put, do that for me. Give me a starting point. What are you marching for? Women's rights. That's an umbrella right. term. Well, yeah, Give me what These people are misguided, Rich. I'm not going to say that what they did was... I think the problem is the movement's full of them. That's the thing is when the, when the sample size come back 100%, you know, how, how, right. much of, how much of these people really actually know what the fuck's Listen, going on? If, if this is a movement, it hasn't found its leader yet. But how do you find the leader of the movement? By trying to squash the movement completely? Maybe it isn't a movement. Maybe it's I'm not trying fad. to squash. I honestly well, just want but, focus. That's it. I, I, I'm more than ready to hop on their fucking side. I just don't know what, what, hey man, what the fuck is going language, on there. Because Aaron and I were talking before the but, show. I was like, there needs to be a point other than we're getting together in the middle of the street and banging a stick in the middle of a coffee can. Like, noise needs to... 
the point needs to be more than noise. I'm afraid. I'm afraid that all this momentum. This is what I'm getting. I guess ultimately, this is what I'm getting at. I'm afraid all this momentum and all. I, I, I hesitate to use the term goodwill, but there has been for the for the peaceful protesters. I think they've they've gotten some goodwill from people who more or less just would would just not give a shit one way or the other. I think I just where it's going to be wasted, like the Occupy movement was. Because that just turned into a bunch of people getting together and going, hey, we're mad, we're angry, and what are you angry about? And it depended on who you asked. I mean, yeah, there, was no, right. there was no focus well, to no, it. And, and that I can see. I, mean, that I was can't something write that, with a broken pencil. I need a point to it. Right. You started with potential, and it went absolutely nowhere. And those were valid criticisms of that movement once it was well on its way. When there are people camped out in places for weeks on end, and reporters are going up to them, and they're getting nothing but nonsense from these people. <laughs> Rallying against I'm capitalism on their so, iPhone. I'm against capitalism, but I got my iPad. <laughs> yeah. But, but I come to the defense of this march because, again, is, I, I see this as if there is going to be a movement of some sort, this is the beginning. And also because every criticism that I've heard of it has been baseless. Right, it's been criticism based on supposing that certain individuals did or did not do something in the past to justify where they are now. If that makes sense, right? Like to say, like, well, you know, you're just, uh, uh, you're just. What's the term? There's a term for a feminist that's just like, a, oh, like a uh, militant. You're, no, you're not a militant feminist. Passive. It's just when it's convenient for you to be or you know where was all this before the election that's what i'm screaming right why wasn't this held two weeks after grabbing by the pussy why wasn't yes but why wasn't this held at a time when everybody was still laughing at him and didn't think he had a chance to be president well there's your answer that's why it wasn't held then it wasn't seen as a reality now it is a reality so now it's happening so yeah, there's a lot of flakes out there. There's going to be a lot of flakes out there. But you can't just go, okay, well, these people didn't even vote. Why are they protesting? This person actually voted for Trump, and now they're protesting. What the fuck are they doing? It doesn't matter. It's not about picking apart the crowd and trying, and trying to discredit the whole by association. It's either you're going to allow movements to happen freely and openly and free speech and demonstration to take place in this country and accept that you're going to get a lot of fucking idiots and a lot of stupid opinions, or you're not. That's it. You don't get it both ways. You don't get to have only the smart people go out and voice their opinion. That's not how it, uh, the system operates. Damn it, that's a good point. I still maintain, I, I just want a point. I, I understand. It's, I understand it's in, it's in you, its Rich. infancy. I understand it's in its infancy, supposedly. Okay, and this is that's. I don't know if that's a narrative that I'm buying into. I think that's a way to kind of hit the reset button. That uh, I can that, understand your skepticism, but because I mean, if you look at the 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 so-called hippie movement, okay, the main point was get us the fuck out of Vietnam. And then all the little pet, little, you know, everybody, it, it splintered off from the main point, in, in, like in a pyramid. It started at the top with get us out of Vietnam. By the time he got to the base, everybody's little pet cause was getting fucking, you know, a little attention here and there. All right. Well, if women's rights is period, is the top of that pyramid, okay, then we need to address women's rights. And guess what? There's more women than American women. 
There's more women than women in Western culture. Okay, there's women who have it way worse than yeah. worst woman has it in this country and many parts of this world. And I don't hear shit being said about them most of the time in the news. And this is not, I'm not putting this at the feet of the feminists. I'm putting this at the feet of our culture. Us, mm -hmm. male and female and intergender or other kin or whatever the fuck they've invented this week. All right? That's our fault. We don't look at this shit. You know, there's girls that are 12 years old being held down in, in, in countries in Africa and having their fucking clitoris sawed off with no fucking anesthetic or nothing for religious reasons. That's ridiculous. That is fucking a human rights violation. Why are we not doing something about that? But we're worried about Billy Bush laughed at fucking grabbing by the pussy and we got him fired. We've done something. <laughs> oh, boy. Man, that Get is... the fuck out of my face with that shit, no, man. I mean... The pragmatist in me loves both of your arguments. Rich, the we need a point, I am 100% on board with that. But, I mean, you bring up a really good point, Aaron. You can't find the smart people without idiots, unfortunately. No, and you, uh, usually the dumbest people are the loudest out of any group. Yeah, that's the, that's, that's the right. bummer part of that equation, though. Yeah, we can only hope from this that we continue to find the smarter people who are anti-Trump and start... Oh, get get some legitimate leaders. What was I telling you earlier? Like start a real the movement. The AP needs to start quoting better people. With everything that I've read, like you need to start. You know, it's, uh, how so? What? what well, just in general, it's like how you know what's the joke, the 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 uh, the the comedic trope of whenever the tornado goes to a trailer park, they always seem to find the fucking biggest idiot. You know, like it's mm, pandemonium. You know, well, it's crazy. When I thought going to be dead or even worse. When anything happens in the hood, they look for the dude with the gold fucking, uh, the gold grill. Be like, oh, my God. What up, Pookie? What up, Ray Ray? I can't believe it. We ain't got no time for that. And all that bullshit. It of seems like they the, the, new, the media in general, uh, I guess I named the AP just because it's what I read. Just, they just seem to find Lefty McLeftovich. And they, they quote like the dumbest person on the left they can find usually. And it's... Mm. Well, but but again, I mean, we heard from the same type of person on the other side when Obama was in office. You know, they've they found the most inflammatory. Oh yeah, quotes they, they, they find Righty McRightovich. Right, they, exactly. Teabag McTeegovich. No, I, I will I will say this. I think the most amusing thing to come out of the last week is I have watched as the people who a year ago at this very time were using terms like safe space and triggered and they were very serious about it mm -hmm. it was a very it was very near and dear to their heart and now they're using it as a as a put down and as an insult to people on the right so the very people who are using it as 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 something that they that they wanted to be taken serious a year ago are now they, they flip-flopped hey remember uh, before november 8th not my president meant you were a card-carrying racist yeah, I mean it's it's it's. I find that amazing that I see the the most the most far left people that I know are now going. Oh, does Snowflake need us? Does Snowflake uh, Trump need a, a safe space? Know, has right? he been triggered? Aw, right. oh, do you need your crayons and your emotional puppy to to go pet your coloring books? You can't handle maybe, it. Maybe the right. generation behind like, us doesn't get satire because they're living it. And I'm like, this is you. You are the fucking same. It is the horseshoe theory. Okay? The farther to the left and right you go, the closer you actually are. Those of us in the middle 
and at the top of the horseshoe are actually the ones who are paying for your fucking two extremes and your stupidity. You're the same fucking people. And why we are not calling out, well, fuck it. I mean, I'm calling them out. You're both jokes. I was just waiting for this. I knew this was going to happen, and now that it's happened, anybody that gets in my face and talks about I'm triggered, I just say, shut the fuck up, because a year ago, you were triggered. But now, all of a sudden, because I don't like something, it's you use it as an insult against me, whereas if I use it as an insult against you, or said it in a condescending way like you do now, I was an asshole, and I was all this. I was an, I was a homophobe and racist and all these other ists and phobes you could throw at me. You're now you're doing the same thing. You're the same fucking people. You're petty, you're childish, and it's more about winning the argument than about doing the right thing. Fuck you people. We're done with you. We need to move forward as a society. That's why I can look at something like the one I'm gonna be honest with you, and it's no secret. I think extreme feminism it drives me up the fucking wall. Because it's it is is it is George Orwell to it is animal farm. All animals are equal. Some are more equal than others. Well, we are exactly all the same. Everybody's exactly the same, but you don't hit a woman. Well, then then no one's the same. Then we have special. Then then we have to admit that we have biological differences that make make it so if a man hits a woman, she's going to get fucked up more than if your average woman hits a man. Okay, but if you can't admit that, that's your problem. And then don't call me a don't call me a sexist because I fucking point that out. What the two? You also fuse an argument for affirmative action. You're a racist. Like, well, if That's, everybody's the same, what? Then take this shit out of here. Well, no, exactly. You're, ra- you're a racist, and then the, and then the, it, it snowballs from there. Bernie Mac used to call them set asides. He's like, everybody wants to be equal as long as they got their set asides safe. But the minute that equal that, that equality demands, they give up their set asides. All of a sudden, you see people that are more willing to fucking play the victim, because it is so important to get their special protection over their equal rights. And that's it. I'm done. I'm done with these people. You, you've proven yourselves to be the exact hypocrites I've known you were, and I've just been waiting for it, and you did it. Get out of the way. It's time for people who actually want to make progress as a society, as a fucking race on this planet, the human race, by the way, to move fucking forward. Because this is nonsense. The fact that these people get any play is ridiculous. How long do we put up with this shit before we start calling it what it is? You're fucking, like I said, you're petty. You want to win the argument. You don't care about what, what, what's right or wrong. It's, can I outshout you? I mean, I, th- it, I think there's more of an attitude, not only so much as winning the argument, like I'm going to have the perfect comeback that's going to shut somebody down. It's more so that I need to be seen as righteous. Yeah. I, have, I have a desperate need to be seen as a progressive with the right attitude who's going who's, you know, the 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 perfect American, you know, who's who's better than everybody else. I have no flaws. Is that is that just the deeper argument of that? Right, which kind of goes it definitely goes back to Trump. <laughs> exactly. And it, that's 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 what I'm saying. It's it's if you really if you did not know the politics or the idea you know the, the ideals these people were adhering to, and you just looked at the motives and the methods or not motives but methods they use to get them across, 
and you walked in in the middle of this, you would be like, "What? They're they're doing the same thing to each other. What are they arguing about?" Because, okay, when when Obama was president, oh, you know, your safe space, your this and that, you need to, you know, you, oh, I'm not, he's not my president. I'm not going to respect him. Fuck him. He's ruining my country. Now that that Trump's president, fuck him. He he needs a safe space. He's the snowflake. He's not my president. He's ruining my country. I mean, the perfect example to me was, uh, what was it, Richard Spencer, that fucking Nazi that we watched that video a month or so ago, getting yep. fucking socked at, at, at the protest. I, okay, first of all, I hate to say it, I, I'm kind of for fucking socking Nazis. Sorry, I don't know. They didn't really do de- They have no redeeming qualities in my book. So, I mean, if you're openly a Nazi in... 2017 and you get your shit blown out that's on you right right yeah i don't see this as one of those slippery slope uh situations where yeah, like well we're just we're, next of, thing you know we're going to be punching nuns because we they say something we yeah, don't agree but, with but it, but it kind of is it how, ki- how so it will just is it because it condones violence if you did it the other way four years ago imagine what imagine what happens that's what i was going to say if you had someone who was just pre- preaching pure like i'm talking like if you had someone at a protest that was just talking about how wonderful castro was and it was in the in the protest you know let's say it was down in miami or something and a t-shirt and a a cuban expat you know socked the dude oh god see this is the problem you know we can't resort to violence but at the same time it's like eh, he's a nazi you know, I mean, it it goes back to what we were talking about earlier, Contra- inner contradictions. Like, I try not to be a hypocrite, but on this in, in this instance, yeah, I openly admit I'm a hypocrite. I'm sorry. I mean... You no, know, because you can rationalize, that's how I'm rationalizing anyways, and you can jump on my bandwagon, is, yeah, man, you can sit there and say that Nazi shit, but you better be prepared for the repercussions. With free, with free speech comes uh, consequences, right? Responsibility. I'm- I mean, one of the discussions yeah, I've had to have with someone... You might get punched if you're a Nazi in 2017. Yeah. One like, of the discussions I had with someone recently was, okay, the ACLU will defend the KKK's right to march and peacefully assemble just as quick as they will do it for, let's say, the, let's say the, for whatever reason, a woman's march had that much resistance and the ACLU right, had to step in. Right. They don't care, all right? But the, and they go, well, what's the difference between the KKK and the Nazis? Okay, well, let's be honest here for a second. The KKK that exists today is not the KKK that existed when Birth of a Nation came out. Right. And they were trying to make it, you know, like that was the greatest thing that's going to save this country. They are talking segregation, self-segregation and separation. As stupid as I think that is, that's their right to fucking feel that way. When you start calling for the eradication of a race yeah, I was or, say that or a, a, a religion uh, or a gender or whatever the fuck, then, okay, you know what? You've crossed the line. Now you're yelling fire in a fucking crowded theater. Now that's not free speech anymore. Now is that's is that's just, how I look at it. This is just the liberals being conflicted. Like, oh, I hate violence. Oh, but he punched a Nazi. That seems like a good thing. It sure makes me feel good. Oh, but I hate violence. But I guess I'll tell you what, 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 my grandfather... It's My what grandfather, he was guy a, stands for too, is the is the the quote unquote slippery slope, which I know Rich my, is not a fan of. 
my grandfather, if he was if he was alive today, no, he is the most hardcore Republican in the world. He'd have not he'd have, he'd have killed that motherfucker if he was sitting there in front of him preaching fucking Nazi bullshit, and he'd have done it with a smile. I'm telling you, this, that is I, right because he probably knew I, people who died fighting him. Exactly, his friends. Yeah, he served under Patton. He fucking go to a. You know, it's too bad for this generation of this this of the millennial alt rightist who are like embracing all this Nazi, if not necessarily ideals, but they're, you know, like, oh, we're going to take like the, the f- fashion and, and, and this and that. I wish they could go to a VFW 20 years ago and talk to World War II f- veterans because, first of all, a lot of them would leave with uh, some broken jaws and noses and shit. And second of all, they'd get a real good perspective on what happens when we start going down that road. All right, as much as my grandfather was a hardcore Republican, he still never said, we need to wipe this race off the face of the earth or this religion off the face of the earth. And what that hardcore Republican bullshit is, he was also a hardcore born-again evangelical Christian. Southern Baptist, baby. I mean, arguably one of the most toxic of fucking all religions we've ever produced here in America. Mm Mm-hmm. I guess and and he's never he never advocated wiping out Muslims, wiping out Jews, wiping out you know First Baptist or whatever the fuck you know he never did any of that shit. And and to me he was the the, the an extremist. And now we have fucking people in their twenties and in early thirties marching around proudly declaring themselves you know Nazis. And then when they get called on it in the wrong group, like that dickhead did. He goes, oh, I'm not a Nazi. I'm a, I'm a white nationalist. Oh, okay. Well, we can pretty up language or use language to pretty up anything. Right. Call it what you but want. That, it feels the same to my fist. Yeah, I've seen I've seen your speeches, asshole, where you call for the eradication of all non-whites. You call them mud people, okay? And you call them shit like that. And don't even, oh, you think he was hard on them? Wait till you hear what he's got to say about the gays. All right, and you know what? I, yeah, I take very personal offense at that, because I have friends who, who literally are walking around scared, and I'm going, "What are you scared for?" And they're like, "Cause assholes like him." And I'm like, "You do realize, unless you walk into like one of their meetings, they are the severe minority in this country." But they're like, but they're getting so much traction, and and I'm like, okay, I don't know if that's fear mongering, and it's just, you know, what I'm saying they're buying into it. Or not, but when I start seeing assholes like him being interviewed, and it's put on TV, obviously he's making enough noise to get the right attention from people in the media. Mm-hmm. That's a scary thing. Well, to remember me. too, yeah, the left, is- the left always needs a villain, and they're just going deeper and deeper into their their yeah, their but, pool to grab some more villains. But these guys used to be relegated to a Jerry Springer show. Exactly. Right. This was to throw a chair at Geraldo and break his nose bumps. Well, stop right. giving him stop right. giving him a platform. Don't right. interview him. Yeah. Stop stop putting him on the news. Stop talking about him. Stop why we shouldn't know this guy's name. You could argue it's a it's yeah. it's a symbiotic relationship here. Like I mean I, I, feeding the beast. Yeah, I've yeah. said it in the last few shows. You're feeding the beast. It's 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 yes, because there's there are gr- there are groups out there. I cannot remember the name of them. They call themselves I think it's the original or the lost tribe of something or another. And it's basically very militant black folks who feel that white people should be 
just wiped off the face of the earth. Howard Stern used to put him on as a goof because they used to protest or gather or do their preaching, whatever, outside of the studio when he was on terrestrial radio. All right. To me, that those groups, they weren't getting ABC, CB, you know, CBS, NBC, CNN, MSNBC, FaceTime. The reporters walked by those people and chuckled every fucking day. So why aren't they walking by this fucking Richard was it Spencer? I can't even remember his last name because I, I refuse to learn his shitty ass last name. Fuck him. Well, All you right? know why, Rich? Familiar from familiar concept. If you're a listener to this show, it fits their story. There's a story they're telling. Like that's one thing we always we we kind of lose track of. Whatever we want to believe that if you look at it, media's telling a story. They've 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 got their they've got their points they've got their plot points they got to make sure they keep following them, and this just plays right into the hand of the guy we didn't want. I mean, I have never, in my lifetime, seen. I mean, I mean, I guess it started with W, but even when uh, Herbert Walker won in '88, uh, even when you had Reagan, I've never seen such a. I mean, I'm sounding like one of these guys, but I've never seen such a, a media buy. We have we have never been so sure of who the media wanted to win for president as we have in the last few months. Am I wrong? No, I, no, no, absolutely no. not. You know, like no, I said, it's, it started it's, with it's, w, it's, it, but well, I don't know. The concept, even, okay. the concept of of a completely neutral media bias is ridiculous and unobtainable, and it, it wasn't for a while, but. Something. No, I I disagree. I think it's as a base concept is impossible to achieve. Well, I think it, with everything else, money. Un- when money shows up, it changes the game. The the only way you can get an unbiased media is by handing it over to the robots. Sponsors show that up. Is, when people start paying for airtime, it have, changes the game. If you have people with opinions deciding what gets reported on and how, you're always going to have media bias. It's yeah. Just trying to control how much bias gets through really it's just trying to stem it a little bit that's why i prefer print because i'm in charge of the bias getting through But like bias is so many different things right um it's it's an inflection sometimes you know it's not about words it's about with reading it i can at least see the bias and go okay that's your opinion moving on that's the thing you sometimes can't tell in what, when, in a news story, or just, I think back to maybe Rich's second or third show, he talked about it. You sometimes color shit. You don't even realize something as simple as a sigh can right. can color your statement. I always think about the uh, well on on the uh, podcast one network. They have they're set up with the AP, or maybe it's just Corolla's network that's set up with the AP. But on the t- end of all their shows, they've got a little AP news. Like, it's a minute-long story of the day. And AP gets pretty close to the line of, of, you know, trying to ride things in the middle and not get a lot of opinion out there. But even just the way that the news person signs off at the end of that segment can speak volumes. You know, like, I'm trying to think of, like, a good example of, of somebody's name. I can't think of one, but... Let's good say, night, uh, good luck. No, they'll it, just say for AP News, this is Fred Smith, right? But then, oh, okay. but then it'll be some story about 
something ridiculous that Trump said, right? And then at the end, it'll be, for AP News, this is Fred Smith. This is Fred Smith. Not that bad, but just, for AP News, pause, this is Fred Smith. Like that pause where you want to, he wants you to believe that he's thinking about, I can't believe I'm reporting on this ridiculous shit. For AP News, I can't believe what I just read. Right. This is Fred Smith. Yeah. yeah like, yes, that's how I take it. And yeah. maybe and maybe that's my own bias. Maybe I'm reading too much into it. But then For you AP know, News. Oh, wait, holy shit. This is Fred Smith. But, okay, but, but, but Aaron, but, you're not reading too much into it because this we've all been in either relationships or friendships, maybe even our own families mm-hmm. growing up it was like this. It's not what they said, it's how they said it. Right, yeah. And and just because and they were the type of assholes who when you called them on it they go I never said that you know exactly what you were implying right whatever well, look you know, at your tone did. of voice and NPR yes. is supposedly uh, neutral when it comes to their news well and, and, and yet, <laughs> really really and yet this really? is this is Come the on, new, dude. this is the news organization that after a, a Trump piece they play Peter Pumpkinhead the music what do you mean the music out about? yes the music out was the ballad of Peter Pumpkinhead. <laughs> An XTC song that did not even chart. No, but I know. I was know. Was like it well. their kind of comeback <laughs> single. You know, maybe got some rounds on 120 minutes back in the day, but is definitely not one of their better known songs. And a weird choice to just pull out of the vault. Hey, haven't heard this one in a long time. Doesn't remind you of anyone. Yeah, they didn't play it? Dear God. You know. <laughs> right. So. It, it's like okay, sure. In all the the universe of random chance, that's possible that that was random, but we know it's not. We know it's not because there's too many. Also, there's precedent set. The the people who cue up that music nine times out of ten, they're picking specific music that gives you a little hint as to how it ties into the story. You know, but. And it's not usually even in like the, the lyrics of the chorus. Like if you know that song, you'll know why they're playing it out of this story. And I wish I had a better example for that. But let's take Dear God. You know, maybe they'll uh, they'll do a story about religion, and then coming out of that, they'll be it'll be like Dear God, but it's like this uh, string quartet version of it. And yeah. only if you know the song, you go, Oh, that's cool. They're playing Dear God. You know, so they do that shit all the time. So oh, it's, that, not, it's not just random that they were like, oh, another it's, Trump it's, story? Here you go. Ballad of Peter it, Pumpkinhead. This sounds familiar. It's snarky as fuck is what it is. Right. I mean, it, it's it's kind of it's it's kind of a wink and a nod at like, okay, well, okay, if you get it, you get it, you know? But here's the conflict that I come into, and this is where my, my liberalness really shows itself, where I argue with myself so much. Now... Do I understand that there's a bias against Trump? Yes. Do I think it's a bad thing that there's a bias against Trump? I'd have to say if I really looked into my soul, I should, but I don't. Why? Because trust me, I've I've read because I read that line too. Because I'm anti-Trump. So do my beliefs only stand as beliefs when they line up with uh, what is convenient? For the times, or do I, you know, do you know what I'm trying to say? Like, it, no, I got you because I just had this. I had a, I had a conversation with someone. Is media bias only unimportant when you agree with their bias, right? <laughs> I had a conversation with someone in the last week, and they said, "Okay, so in this country, you yes. were, 
you were you you know you're coming down on Trump for this, and you came down on Bush for this, but I never heard you come down on Obama for any of the shit he did. I was in fact, hard on him. Yeah, Obama and if, deported fact, a lot of people. That's his little, and, and, little and, secret. And, and this was this was their statement. In fact, I've never Guantanamo, They went. Th- in fact, I've never heard you say anything bad about Obama. And I was like, really? And I was like, so you never? I mean, I don't expect you to. They don't listen to the podcast. I'm like, but you know, I've called him a war criminal, just like every president who's ever used a drone strike. Yeah. Uh, in fact, pretty much every president. Since um, I don't know World War II, except for Carter, could be considered a war criminal based solely on what the military he either allowed or directed the military to do while he was in office, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, without congressional approval. I mean, in all that, these cases. Well, I mean, that's what the Marine Corps is for, right? Because then you just don't have to. You, hey, I don't. I, I'm not trying to occupy it. I'm not going to send the army in. We're going to send the Marines in. I mean, what was that shit in the '80s with? Uh, oh, fuck. Uh, right on the tip of my tongue. That little uh, island that got invaded, and we had to go Grenada. in and get oh, Grenada. Yeah, thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. You know, they sent the Marines in there. They didn't send the army in there. That was not a a war. That was just a you know sweep and clear action. Yeah. You know, or whatever the, the fuck their the term was for popping it. out of the water in the middle but, of the night. But no, I've I've yeah okay. We're still <laughs> we're, sorry. We're still in Iraq. You've you hit you Aaron. You hit on like three major ones. Guantanamo Bay is still open. Yeah, got a problem with that. Yeah, uh, we don't have single payer health care. He basically bent over and let the Republicans run. I mean, raw up in his ass. Yeah, trying to trying to. And I guess in his mind, it was for the greater good to get something passed. But he didn't get passed what he wanted passed. And it's like, okay, you knew they weren't going to compromise with you from day one. That's that they there was. No qualms made about it, and he was told that by John Boehner himself. There are people in my own party who will rather burn this fucking country to the ground than give anything to you. Yeah, you press forward on a a plan that he knew the Republicans, if they won, had every intention of undoing, and also knew that if it was undone, if it was not allowed to be seen through to its fruition, it would be disastrous. It was a major gamble, actually. If the plan played out in the long end, we probably would have seen some success out of it, even though we were already seeing rates go way up, some of them above what they were prior to Obamacare. But the gamble here, the losing side of it, is... I mean, you want to talk about... We're already talking about skyrocketing prices and insurance. I don't know what the next level is. Like on the graph, it just goes straight up. Like, it, it's it's going to be insane if it's re, if it's repealed without anything to replace it. It's going to be seriously disastrous for this you country's health care. I hate to say this because it's so fucking. It's it's it sounds like I'm being so dire and just like Debbie Downer, mm-hmm. but I really do believe it. The next step. Is that we're going to, as a country, see, I mean, at least five digits. So we're talking tens of thousands of people start dying from pre-existing conditions that are, can no longer be covered, whether it be diabetes, congestive heart failure, MS, you know, whatever. Right. Well, well you know what disease is definitely on the rise in staggering numbers? 
cervical cancer, which is caused by HPV, which we have a vaccine for that we refuse to promote because we think that it will also promote sexual activity and also have places that offer free screenings for uh, possible HPV in, infection and uh, uh, tumors on your ovaries and, and other signs of, of actual cancer going on, and we're trying to close them down. It's Planned Parenthood. We are back to, as a country, we have people in control who think that there should be a sin tax on sex, that you should have yes. to pay a price to have sex unless it's right. and sometimes completely in marriage. Baby. Yes, sometimes it's a baby, sometimes it's it's a, a disease. It could be as a disease, it could be death. They don't care unless you are in a a marriage and you are fucking to procreate, you should pay for sex in a negative way. Right. Well, you know, you you had uh consensual Not in a fun sex way with, like in Vegas. Right. You had consensual sex with somebody of the opposite sex, so you, you shouldn't get AIDS or anything. You don't deserve to die like that's for gay, gay people. people yeah that's, that's for what the rights people. told me right that's a little or, or more for extreme. or for straight or for straight people who like butt stuff yeah that's yes that's, that's <laughs> yeah <laughs> that too well that's gay too didn't you know screwing a woman in the butt is gay i know i just a real quick thing a buddy of mine years ago said i i won't I won't screw a woman in the butt because that's what this is i'm going to use the exact words that's what fags do and i said really i said do you, do you like a blowjob he goes, yeah, I love a blowjob. I'm like, Cause yeah, dude. guess what? Those Our, fags love sucking each other's dicks. Arcade yeah. so. guys love sucking dick, dude. That's like you might even argue that's more popular than the anal in the community because there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of gay people that just don't butt fuck each other. Yeah, <laughs> it's not an, a given. That two men in a relationship like to stick their dicks in each other. You fairy! <laughs> I just flashed to uh, chasing Amy when she's talking about fisting, and he's right. like, "All the time? No, that's special. <laughs> that's what the lesbian you love." <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> but no, I mean it's it is, and it's it. That's one of the things that like okay about the march. One of the the people I know that went, and a back and forth I had. They were like, you know. I'm worried about contraception being taken off the table. You should. And, yeah. and you know, low cost for people who don't, can't afford it. And I said, I understand that and I agree with that. But the problem, and this is me just purely playing devil's advocate, you have to understand, is that we got a lot of people in this country who feel if they have to help fund your contraception, then they should have a say in your fucking reproductive rights. Because they feel, if I have to pay for it, I should have a say in it. And she was, in in my mind, rightfully so, why the fuck should they have any say in my reproductive rights? Mm-hmm. And I said, I understand. I said, you're, you're, you're missing. And I, and I had to point out to her, I'm like, I'm, I'm not saying this. Because they're paying for I'm, it. That's what they'll I'm tell being, you. I'm right. being a proxy for them. And I'm putting it in a very polite way compared to how they're going to put it to you. Trust me. Oh, the the libertarian in me struggles with that argument. It's like your dad saying, I will buy you a car. Okay, all right, you're going to drive your mother's old Ford. Well, I don't want to drive that. Well, then you can go drive, you go buy your own car, okay? Nobody's saying you have to drive this car. It's what you're getting. Right. But if, if we were actually to talk logical arguments, on the other side, uh, this issue of you know, paying for somebody's uh, low social, low morals, you know, uh, 
paying for somebody to have premarital sex or to have, get an abortion or uh, you know get a, a shot to prevent HPV because they're se- sexually active. If the idea that this drives you nuts, you're focused on the mm. wrong issue because this, again, like a lot of things, comes down to two issues that conservatives claim to be uh, really high up on their list of important issues. That's security and uh, uh, strong uh, economy, right? And by doing preventative measures like making sure that people that are too young to be having kids and not the right state of mind or uh, not financially well off enough to support themselves, much less somebody else, then you are actually preventing people from being born in this country in situations where they are going to be a burden and more likely to grow up and be a criminal, right? So if you're worried about protecting yourself from criminals in your own country and you're worried about having a healthy economy, you should be prom- you should be giving out condoms on every fucking street corner. I want to get a... Who the fuck cares what I, these people do with them? I want to get a conservative Why do you care what they do with them? In the it's just room, like, please stop having so many babies. And watch them explode when I ask them... What are you going to do when all these babies that you forced to be born to people who could not afford them end up in the system? <laughs> Just watch their fucking brains melt out of their skull. No, How do you answer I, that? I, sh- shuffle I them a, off into the prison system and be done with it. I had a, I had a, I had a well, yeah, the, exactly, especially once we privatize all the prisons and they're for profit. Um, no, uh, they aren't already. I think only the federal ones aren't. Well, you know, Eventually, we'll get around to that. Okay. Slow down. we got a speed limit here. we got four years all, to do this. We're all over the map today. <laughs> um, no, I'm just saying, we got four years still left, at least, <laughs> yeah. to do this. You know, We're only a weekend. <laughs> you can like, do so much to fucking unravel 200-plus years of fucking you know, <laughs> yeah. freedom. But, well, yeah, that's one of the things that I, I, I have had multiple back-and-forths and debates with with my friends in the last week who are more of the conservative bent. You know, because I'm starting to hear the battle cry of not my tax dollars, not my tax dollars. And I said, you know, I find it amazing that you have zero problem with your tax dollars being used to kill people who've never you've never met, never done anything to you. But you got a problem with your tax dollars being used to help people in your own country. And yet you also claim to be pro-life and Christian and I'm sorry, point to me in the Bible where bombing the fuck out of people who look different or, or pray different than you is part of Jesus' plan. I mean, I'm sorry, I didn't, that hippie say, like, you know, love everybody and take care of the poor. Yeah. And, I mean, when there, when there's there, no that says comma, except blacks, Jews, gay people. Yeah, them, them, them uh, 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 you know, like uh, camel jockeys or yeah. whatever the fuck. Everybody's pretty broad term in the J-Man's book. And you know, it's I just get I just get dumbfounded looks, and I'm just like, no, this is. I'm trying to point out not because I think you're a bad person, your hypocrisy. I'm trying to point out your hypocrisy so you can at least acknowledge it, and try to understand why you have this this in your mind that it's okay. I mean, you don't. It's 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 the same people who would go, okay, if a 12 year old kid killed somebody try that kid as an adult put that kid in adult prison but yet you know 
okay, if a 12-year-old knows what they're doing enough to where if they kill someone or try it as an adult, then I guess you're against statutory rape laws, right? Like, so, I mean, if a 12-year-old's an adult and they can kill somebody and be thrown into an adult prison with lifers who are going to do you know God knows what to a 12-year-old in the prison... I, you know, I guess a 15-year-old girl and an 18-year-old guy can make up their mind whether they want to have sex or not. Oh no, that's different. Well, is it really different? Because which one, which one is more harmful to to other people? Two kids in high school having sex or a 12-year-old killing somebody? I mean, you pick and choose your your battles here. Depends what state you ask that question in. Well, you know, and it's a question the, in Texas. That's the ironic part because out of if you the go. State. If you go down to some parts of the Deep South, their statutory rape laws are, I mean, we what yeah. we would consider, like, you can get married at 14 well, with parents' parents' permission. And I'm like, whoa, wait, uh, really? You can marry your daughter off at 14 still? Uh, I mean, do yeah. you get a dowry with that? I, I mean, was, it's... Let me, uh, let me just throw some some facts out here that I just looked up. I'm, wait, not, I'm not trying to shut anyone's point. Actually, we're Trump's America now. You can't just go right. throwing these facts out there these anymore. These might be alternative facts. I might be reading We've talked news. about facts and science. Whoa, whoa, you talk about slow down. This does reference a, a Huffington Post investigation. It's a lot so of Obama. It could be, could be fake news. I'm not sure. You are fake news. So, but I, I actually, apparently I thought that the privately owned prisons in this country were more widespread than they actually are. I was curious enough to look up the numbers. Uh, turns out that I'm not sure how it breaks down per prison, but if you look at the total number of inmates, 1.6 million, by the way, 25% of the world's total jailed population is in the U.S. Um, and we're, we only represent 5% of the total world's population as a country. America. But, uh, yeah, Jim, yeah, Jim Jeffries has a bit on so that. One one point six million are the total number of prisoners in the U.S. One hundred twenty eight thousand and some change are in privately owned prisons. So that's actually less than uh, that's less than ten. What is that? Like nine percent, maybe? So it's somewhere around there. Eight percent, maybe. One, it's, it's one in ten. It's less than eight. It's less Ish. than ten percent. I know that much math off the top of my head without having to reach for a calculator. Uh, Twenty-seven thousand in federal facilities, federal privately managed. I should say twenty-seven thousand, almost twenty-eight thousand in federal privately managed facilities. Yeah, Jim so, Jeff- Jeffries has a bit that it's uh, definitely a growing business, though. He talks, about, you know, he's from Australia, obviously. And he talks about how people are always talking about from here that they love their freedom, free, free. He's like, yeah, you guys get for someone who loves freedom. You have the least free population you, you, on yeah. the planet. You sure do find a lot of ways to jail people. It, yeah. And if, and if anyone's listening and they're bristling at any of these facts or these, okay, the raw d- data, the numbers being put at you, yeah. think about this. China has less of their percentage of their population. China. Uh, now, the uh, big bad boogeyman. I do have to counter you on that, though. They, while they probably do have less things that they could put you in jail for, almost all of those crimes are being put to death. They don't really house prisoners. But you're, what I'm, you're either a productive member of society or you're waiting to die. You're not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, if we're going if we're going to go down that road, then the American version of that is instead of putting you to death 
at the rate China does. You just rot on the tax to pay your we, we, time. We incarcerate you, okay. and then you have to include everybody that's on paper still. Everybody that is some way involved in the system, whether it be through probation, parole. I mean, something as simple as driving and forgetting to renew your driver's license and getting a ticket for it could get you on probation if you can't pay the fine when you walk in front of the judge. Mm-hmm. You are looking at six months of reporting probation to where if you miss a, a date, a payment, you're going to jail. That is ridiculous. That is that is not that is not a crime that is jail worthy. All right. I mean, and, and we're right. I think we're all I think we all can agree. We don't even need to go into it. Look at the drug laws, and then we can just leave it at that. All right. But I mean, look that's, at drug laws versus uh, drunk driving penalties. If you really want to get into it too, the as fucked up as the drug laws are, are the reason is one of the main reasons why Obama deported so many people. But we can get into that later. There are a lot of people who got like busted. Like well, the example that was used, at least, was, was a chick who got busted at a rave with a couple pills in her pocket. Mm-hmm. She was here on a, a student visa, and we said, "Get the fuck out." Yeah, but what, I mean, he also released the largest number of uh, prisoners that were in for minor drug charges. Nonviolent, yeah. Nonviolent, yeah. yeah I mean, Drug he righted some wrongs, I guess, but I mean, that's one of the main reasons why he was shipping so many people out. He was not defending the man's ex, yeah. just saying it was one of the. That's how it is. No, right? I, yeah, I mean, you want to speak out against, like, uh, uh, stop and frisk? But yeah, what's the feds doing in this case? They're stopping and frisking somebody, finding drugs, and kicking them out of the country, right? Well, I mean, the feds didn't stop and frisk. Like she got, Rave got busted. She got arrested. And the okay. feds went, oh, hey, okay. we noticed you got in trouble for drugs. Leave. Right. I mean, okay, so she was trespassing. I mean. No, she was here on a visa, and they revoked her visa after she got convicted. No, I, I hear you. But how this is almost, it's only one step removed from that person hanging out on the corner with a few people and them rolling up and being like, what's going on here? All right, up against the wall. Like, yes, yes, it's their job to, you know, prosecute crimes, but a bunch of kids trespassing in most cases. I've been I've been to a lot of raids that have been busted up. Um, well, the charge wasn't trespassing. It was well, you You had uh, like four pills of ecstasy or something or whatever, or Molly or whatever the kids fucking call it nowadays. No, I'm talking about your probable cause as a, as a police officer. I'm sorry. Ah. You weren't. They weren't there looking for that chick selling drugs or having drugs on her, right? They were there to bust up a rave. Uh, and the only thing you really have on somebody who's at a rave is trespassing, unless you do find some drugs on them. Well, then, well, no, so stop and frisk. You got caught doing something wrong. So this wasn't uh, them looking for somebody that was an illegal immigrant that they thought, or uh, even a legal immigrant, rather. She was had a visa, right? Yes. So this wasn't them looking for somebody that was on a visa that might be up to no good. This was them getting swept up in a random procedure of busting up a rave. All right, we get it. You give so, Barry a world's greatest president mug. No, no, no. I'm saying the opposite. <laughs> I'm saying, like... If you want to say, if you want to speak out about this type of behavior of, you know, cops in New York pulling people over, mm-hmm. patting them down for weed, getting them, you know, into the system that way, it, it's the same type of behavior when you know you're 
that they just did to that girl. Like they didn't go and seek her out. They she got roped up in a random procedure. Well, see, that, that, that's what I think. Got I think that's you and I disagree because, in my opinion, but, I went to rave or two, and you know, you are well aware that hey, man, we may not all exactly be here legally. Like it, it to be getting caught doing something wrong that has nothing to do isn't with it. Stopping frisk. No, no, no. That has nothing to do with it, though. We're talking about uh, the the difference between. Getting caught it, trespassing isn't exactly stop and frisk. Hey, whole group of people breaking the law. No, is I, her crime not running fast enough? No, I, I guess I'm not you're, following you're, you. You're right that it's not the same thing. I said it is one step removed from stop and frisk, and, and he it's, did. It's, he did. It's the same. It's the same thing as when the, the issue they're talking about now is sanctuary cities. You know, uh, yes, it's it's it's. If the uh, the person that the police officer comes across is doing something illegal, even if that thing is being here illegal, yeah, they're supposed to do their jobs. But there's other advantages to them not doing that, right? Lawns, that, lawns get mowed. Kids get to school. Yes. Also, you can come to people and go, hey, what the fuck is going on in this neighborhood without them all scattering, right? You can maybe mm-hmm. actually talk to your community. As well. And be able to, and be able to do advantage. police work. I, yes, yes. Instead exactly. of being frozen out. I mean, too, with the, especially with the growing right. Arabic and Muslim threats, you so, totally want that. So well, I'm, you know, I'm merely trying to point out the hypocrisy of him taking this girl that got swept up randomly, getting involved with, with a ridiculous recreational drug, and deporting her because of that, yet would support somebody that was a sanctuary city that was trying to you know, uh, stop people from being deported based on random investigations that weren't involved in looking for illegal immigrants, right? Well, it's you, the you same know, situation. I, I know that this person was trespassing, all right, all right, right? All right? And this person wasn't, but it's really the same situation. Hey, I'm but it's also, Sometimes you got to explain it a little, <laughs> little better. But also, also there's the matter of that we're talking about that we kind of glossed over, which is inventing probable cause. Yeah. And right. it's, and it's, it's, I... It, it's funny that you bring this up because literally like two days ago, I was just listening to a, a, a podcast with Ron White on there, and he was talking about <clears throat> on a trip to Florida, he went down to Florida, um, was getting shuttled, I think I believe it was to the airport, and so of course he's in like a limo or like a shuttle car or whatever the fuck, you know, and he gets pulled over, and they get pulled over basically at the airport and the police in Florida, uh, I believe he said winter park, uh, said, you know, Hey, look, um, we've had a report that there's drugs on this plane. And Ron white was like, I'm not on that plane. I don't care what you do. Well, it's a private plane and it's, you know, you chartered it. Well, I, I'm not on that plane. I don't care what you do. Well, can we search it? And he's like, it's not my plane. And basically they, they went back and forth and until finally someone, Someone who was high up, up enough who owned the plane said, no, you can't search it. with it. Do, you, do you have a warrant? I know my rights. Sorry. Right. And they said, okay, well, we're just going to walk the dog around the plane. So they walked the dog around the plane. Dog didn't signal. Well, then they come up to Ron White, and they said, uh, uh, can we search you? And he's like, no, because I know my rights, and you have no probable cause to search me. We're going to walk the dog around you. And it's like they're right there was their inventing probable cause. Yes. Okay. What? Okay. You are doing a search 
but instead of doing it by yourself with your own two hands, you're doing it with an animal. It's still a search. And you still have no legal right under the Fourth Amendment to search him. Okay, right. the, the, yeah, the, tip wasn't, the tip wasn't that he had drugs on him. The tip was the plane had drugs on it. Now, because it's Ron White, he was like, I, they, they, they said the dog signaled, and they said, do you have any drugs on you? And he said, no. And then they searched his stuff, and they found literally seven-eighths of a gram of weed. And he's like, now... To yeah. me, if I have seven-eighths of a gram... That was called in for, I'm sure. Yeah. He goes, if I have seven-eighths of a gram of weed, I don't have weed. Yeah, I remember some, yeah, stand-up. He's like, I'm out of marijuana if I have seven-eighths of a gram you know, of weed. He's like, so I just told him I didn't have any because that's not weed. You know, that's, that's shake. That's Keith, you know, and and uh, they arrested him, and they, they put him in county for it, and... Uh, I'm just sitting there and I'm going, I remember living in Florida and driving on I-4 and having, being pulled over and cops going, can we search your truck? And I'd go, what probable cause do you have? And they say, oh, you want to be a smart ass? You think you're a little mini lawyer? And I'm like, yeah, no, I'm asking about, I mean, I mean, I, I, I'm not even being a dick with a, I mean, this is well before cell phones where it had cameras, but I'm not even being a dick whipping out my phone going, I know my rights. I won't roll my window down all the way. You have your job, officer. I have mine. Yes. What is your problem? Being a responsible free citizen. So what's going on here? Let me in on it. And basically the response I got the one time that it really got ugly was, okay, well, basically we're going to detain you because you're refusing to comply with my orders. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. That'd be resisting arrest. But I mean, I didn't say that because I didn't want to give him any more fuel for the fire. Right. And he was like, and because you're on the I-4 corridor, you know, the cocaine corridor, we're going to have a warrant here in an hour, and we're going to tear apart this truck, and we're going to rip it apart and leave it on the side of the road. And if we find anything, you go to jail. If we don't find anything, you get 24 hours to put your vehicle back together and move it, or else we're going to impound it at your cost. And I was like, search, search the truck. Like, I just, I just gave up my rights because I didn't have the money to get a car out of impound that had been literally torn apart on the side of I-4. Yeah. I mean, right there. Now, if I had, if I had Ron what type money, they'd try to tear my car apart. Right. I'd leave you know it. Just walk away. Like, hey, Go buy a new one. This car belongs to Hertz. Good luck. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I paid the extra $10 for the insurance per day. Ripped that motherfucker yeah. apart. And, but I mean, this is this is the the way we make laws, and then and I'm not saying this is the police's only job when it comes to those laws that we make about you know or we have laws and rights, mm-hmm. but they find ways to circumvent those fucking rights, and basically it boils down to how much are you willing to pay monetarily. For your rights. I mean, Hunter S. Thompson, you know, there was a documentary made about they accused him of drunk driving. And he spent, I believe it was upwards of half a million dollars in Woody Creek, Colorado. And, I mean, basically, the budget for their prosecutor for the entire year, he he, he equaled it. Mm-hmm. You know, just, just, just to fucking prove that he wasn't driving drunk. And he and when people asked him at the end of the trial, why'd you do it? He said, because I can afford to. I can afford to be a thorn in their fucking side. Right. Most it's, people can't. It, 
when everyone was talking about making a murderer, did you watch that on Netflix? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So everyone's having this huge conversation about did he or didn't he? And I'm thinking, what? Get a fair trial? Because that's the only question here. I mean, yeah, did it should he or, be more about like did the, he or the didn't cops? he? Didn't I don't and know. From what I wasn't I've seen, there. I'm halfway through it so far. I, all the improprieties I've seen come from the law enforcement. If you ask me, right? I don't know if he did it or not. That doesn't even matter to me in this story. Like, yes, somebody died, and if he was responsible, sure, I'd want him to uh, face the consequences. The cops had an but agenda. he did not have a fair trial. Yeah, and there's nothing fair about what that, I've seen so far. I think that was the bigger message of the show that was lost on most people. They looked mm-hmm. at this as one exceptional story of a, you know, a loser who just seems to have really bad luck and a, a local sheriff with an agenda, right? And really what they're saying is the the legal system in this country is fucked. And Unless you got enough money, if you, then, it's, then it's fine. Right. You either have to have enough money to buy your, yourself out of it or have the right people on your side. And God forbid if you have the, the right people on the, on the opposite side of you, you're fucked no matter what. I'll tell this story because based on my their, buddy, pin, their opinion. Right? I'll tell this story because my buddy who went through it is dead, and it's a, it's a, it's a simple story. And I believe that probably most of us who are male, who between this podcast and whoever's listening, it could have been us. You know, it's one of those but by, by the grace of God, there goes us type stories. He was nineteen years old. His girlfriend. He met her in high school. She was fifteen when they met. He turned 19, she was still 15, she turned 16 in a couple weeks. They got caught fooling around in Redford, Michigan, in a car that was parked in front of a house. Cops busted him, charged him with statutory rape, blah, blah, blah. He was facing, you know, whatever prison time. His family went out and for $4,000, flat fee, hired a lawyer, lawyer went in, did whatever, you know, this, this, is, this was his point of view until he talked to his lawyer. He's like, literally, the lawyer met with me, asked me what happened. I told him what happened. That was it. He never asked me any more questions. He just wrote some things down in a pad, and he said, okay, well, um, I'm going to do my best for you. lawyer met with the judge and the prosecutor in the judge's chambers, came out, and he had a plea deal. And I asked him, I said, well, how the fuck did that happen where you didn't even, he didn't even ask you if you wanted a plea deal? And basically what it was is they his family knew to hire the lawyer who was friends with the prosecutor and the judge. That's why the lawyer took the case. That's why the lawyer it was a, it was a flat fee paid to the lawyer because there was going to be no billing hours because it wasn't going to be a trial. Right? That lawyer made out like a bandit. He probably did maybe maybe 16 hours worth of work on it if that. And this was by the way 25 years ago. And that's how he it, and he ended up with like just 6 months probation. I have another friend that happened to almost the exact same thing. He ended up doing nine months because his family didn't have the money to hire the fucking lawyer. I mean, this is this is shit that it's like this is this is justice. This is justice is blind and everybody's treated equally. Fuck no, it's not. And this is you know, I, I look at the I look I, I look at the court system. I look at the legal system. I look at the the, the police and I go. 
why the fuck would anybody ever cooperate with them once they put the handcuffs on you? You know, it, that's not your job. Your job is not to make the police and prosecutors' job easier. And, and you know, speaking of making a murderer, I mean, look what they did. Not, not the main guy, not the older guy. Look what they did to his nephew. That was a kid. Right. I mean, they fucking railroaded that motherfucker. That, that is one thing that I felt pretty sure of, again, not knowing what actually went down. I'm pretty confident saying that kid had nothing to do with it. Exactly. And that was, that was really the most unfortunate part of that, that show for me. But that is our legal system. And especially, yeah. oh, God forbid, in and a legal, small town and like that. And he's a criminal now, regardless of, I mean, even if he is some new evidence pops up that completely absolves him of all guilt. It's too late, man. Like, that that kid's in the system, and he didn't have a whole lot going Game for him over, in man. the first place. I mean, what do you think he's going to do after this? It's the same thing with the West Memphis Three. You know, if you've ever seen the Paradise Lost uh, uh, documentaries, you know, and if you haven't, do yourself a favor, check them out, and then make sure if you've if you got high blood pressure, have your blood pressure medication there, because you're going to need it. <laughs> um, but in the end, they basically... The prosecution was like, well, we fucked up so bad that uh, we really can't keep holding them. But we're not going to exonerate them and we're not going to release them. So what we're going to say is they don't have to admit guilt and we don't have to admit that we fucked up the uh, 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 investigation and prosecution right. and we'll release you. But you can't come after us for all these fucking years you've been in prison. Right. And these were kids who went to prison once again. I mean, we're talking, you know, under the age of you can't. I don't even. I don't even think one of them could even legally drive yet, you know. And they were stuck in adult prisons for going on twenty years. One of them on death row, you know. I, and you see shit like that, and you just go, Jesus fucking Christ. And you go, well, well, you know, whatever. It's not me. It can't happen to me, really. It can't happen to you. I mean, if you enjoy smoking a little bit of weed and you got a fucking medical card and you're in Michigan and you travel and you go to a state that doesn't have medical marijuana, like Florida, and you get caught, we'll, we'll see you. that shit can't happen to me. You're going to learn real quick it can happen to you. Right. Well, I'll, I mean, a lot of people can't put themselves in that place because, well... First of all, they've got some money in their bank account. They're like, I'll bail myself out. I'll get myself a decent lawyer. My parents will take care of me. My dad know, you know, knows a lawyer. My dad owns a dealership. My dad, like, My dad owns a dealership. <laughs> <laughs> and, or, or they have you know, family that will support I mean, them. They have a community have that a will support them. Who right? used to have money in the bank, and now he does not. Because he got popped for, what, DUI? Had maybe had a scale and bag of weed in the trunk. Emptied right. his savings account. But let's say... Never served. The only time he spent right. in jail was when the night in the holding cell. But, I mean, that's, right. that sucks that he had to do that. But when they look at like what the average American has in their savings account, around two grand, when they look at how little it actually takes for somebody to actually fall from uh, the average income down into poverty... Dude, I have money in my savings account. I'm so paranoid something's going to happen. Like it's right. fucked. It's like oh, well, <laughs> that's, that, that's that's a trap we fall into, I guess now too. Right. You have yeah. If if you get roped up in something stupid like this, 
And you also happen to be in the situation where whether you've lived in poverty your whole life or maybe you're uh, at poverty level because of circumstance, you know, maybe you're just fallen on hard times. I mean, yeah. We have a real problem. We have a real problem with a lack of empathy for people. Right, because if you're in conflict with the police, then you're a criminal in some way. Otherwise, why would they be talking to you and harassing you? That's not how this works, right? I mean, it's 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 that it's naive. There is that is that is a large part of it, and I think on top of that, another part of it is a lot of people think, well. It's it's like it's like I said a couple of weeks ago, and I didn't coin the phrase. I can't take credit for it, but I can't remember who did. A lot of people in this country see themselves as temporarily embarrassed millionaires. Oh yeah, like they're just gonna one day they're just gonna do something, and then boom, they're gonna be part of the you know the the top one percent of this country. There's a ship and, coming in. They just don't know where from. Yeah, and that's why they don't want you know higher taxes for rich people, even though it doesn't affect their lives whatsoever. In their mind, you know. Until they're they're in that tax bracket, a lot of people don't think you know. Well, you can't get railroaded. You have to be doing something wrong. Well, yeah. If you right. live in you Livonia, fuck up to get on the radar. If you That's live in Livo- if you live in Livonia, uh, or or what's uh, what's even more? If you live in, I don't know what's what's the most ritzy suburb we can think of off the top of our head. West Bloomfield, Rochester. West Bloomfield. Yeah, there you go. If you live in West Bloomfield. You can get railroaded. It's just harder than if you live in Angster. That's all there is right, to it. You are a lawyer or a doctor you know, who plays golf with a lawyer. I mean, you are you are basically a few bad choices and bad luck coming together from sitting in a courtroom going, how the fuck did I get here? You know, I, I, I smoke a little weed or... You know, I, I and I and I drove through the wrong city and they popped me. Right, Rich, I mean, gee, more people need to watch Trading Places. <laughs> but it, I, I mean, it still gets play on TV, but it needs to play on a loop. It's it's it, it really is kind of scary. And then on top of that, that's not criminal and court costs and all that isn't the only way to drain your bank account. I'm speaking from much experience in the last year. Let your health be an issue. Mm-hmm. And watch how quick your bank account gets drained. Right. Or because you, you could even take this to examples that don't involve people in destitute situations. Maybe there's a, an unjust situation going on where you want to uh, you want to take a, a corporation to court for some for some behavior that they're doing that you think is criminal or is that that is harming you or your family or others. Good luck, because if you don't think that it's all based on money... They'll just bleed you dry. They know who can fight back right. and who can't. Right. It, they know an empty bag when they see it. They can wait as they can wait forever. They don't mind pissing away a little bit of money here and there, paying some lawyers. They, they don't even mind paying you off for a, a settlement as long as it doesn't hit the papers. What was... Uh, but, what is it? Leah Remini yesterday was saying that's, but you're what Scientology, not win. that's what Scientology does to every normal day people yeah. who oh yeah but who leave Scientology. They just go, we'll lawyer up, and eventually they'll run out of money, and we win. Un- unless you manage to like get a world class lawyer 
and get a lot of media press and get people support for this and therefore a lot of negative press for the corporation, only then will enough pressure be applied for somebody to get what they might deserve as a settlement or possibly even win a case. But everything outside of that, there's no chance in hell of success. No, it's, 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 yeah, it's, it's the, and I know I use it as an example quite a lot, but it's the truth. It's the same thing with the narrator in Fight Club and his job. My job is to, okay, I work for a major auto corporation. Is there a, a defect in one of our products right. and it causes death? Okay, well, what's the, what's going to cost us less? Is it, an out-of-court settlement, mm-hmm. or is it a recall? And whatever costs less, we go with. I mean, that's people go, oh, that's a movie. No, that's reality, man. That's I mean, that's all the time. That's called Takata, motherfucker. You don't think that I mean, shit's real? Look at that big airbag recall. I had a Honda that they sent, were sending me letters saying, hey, turns out if your airbag uh, it expands like it should it might also spew out lots of metal shards that could uh cut or kill you so you might want to do something about that now people uh i know at least one head of that corporation is going to jail and they're looking at prosecuting others for that because they found evidence that they knew about that shit and this is like people have been maimed and killed because of this airbag defect. It's not even just that it doesn't save your life in the instance of a crash. It may actually take your life. Yeah. Kind of going the other way there, airbag. Right. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Could I just have no airbag? Is that an option? Yeah, I know, right? Uh, I go back to a metal dashboard yeah, and I can, I can just one, die instantly from head wound? Can I have the one that doesn't sh- uh, shoot shrapnel instead, directly into instead my of, face? Instead of bleeding upside down, stuck in my car, like... Until I die. Well, I know we're kind of around in the home stretch here, and we are. And I've got. I want to. I, I want to kind of end hope, uh, on a little bit more hopeful note because it's been such a fucking weird week. I can't even. I, I'm not even going to say it's been a bad week. It's just been fucking surreal. It's mm-hmm. for me to see Marines saluting Donald Trump. Yeah, uh, it's just fucking weird. That's been the weird. Yeah, I've had a few of those last week. Like, Holy shit, that guy's resident. Like, it's like sinking in, like, wow. Like, that guy's going to be the state of state address, meeting heads of state. Yeah, if you go into a school right now, there's pictures of him hanging next to. Yeah. Like, he's in the history books. I'm still wrapping my brain around that. Yeah. He's number 45. But, I mean, to, to kind of try to end it on a hopeful note, I mean, out of. I have to do say, out of, out of, out of all the bullshit. The guy that's who happened, fired Brett Michaels. Out <laughs> of all the bullshit that's happened this previous week, the one thing that gives me a, some sort of spark of hope is that as much as we went back and forth about the you know the the woman's march or whatever, and by the way, I just want to say, Aaron, I'm sorry if I came at you hard. No, I, please I was don't just, apologize, I, Rich. Just shut the fuck up now. Okay, just my go bad. on with your point. <laughs> my bad. Anyways, um, hey, whoa, hey. <laughs> It gives me hope to see people actually getting together and going, all right, how do we, you know, the, the talk is, okay, we have a guy who's, it's either going to, it's, it, we are now, we now have a president who it's pass fail. It's, I don't even, I don't even think you can grade him on a, a to, you know, A to F scale anymore because he's, 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 he's just extremes. It's either all or nothing. He deals in absolutes, even more so than Bush. 
I mean, when I have I have liberal friends just pining away for the days of, of George W. I know. <laughs> yeah. Did you, did you guys see so Aziz strange. Ansari's uh, monologue on SNL? I did not. That's what I it heard, ended with. I heard about that. He, he, he's he, him talking about uh, W's speech about how uh, Islam's a religion of peace and all that crap. And he's like, and then I said the thing like, what the fuck's going on? 16 years ago, I'm sure this guy's a dildo. And now I'm sitting here right. pining away for the eloquence of George W. Bush. Right, now Exa- Gen- Generation X is sitting back going, remember when you choked on that peanut? That was fun. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess I, I'm just hopeful that maybe this can 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 make people in the middle kind of like just congeal together and just go, you know, it's the wrong word. Can but I America's can't. gravy? America's gravy skin can, can just can just can just go. All right, look seriously, we can't we can't do this anymore. We really can't. I mean, we've we thought George W. Bush, you know, was an extremist, and I'm sure there's still tea partiers out there, you know, wearing their tea bags and shit who still think Obama was the Antichrist and all this shit. But honestly, we do have an extremist in the White House now, and do we really want to have this? Continue? Is this the precedent we want set? Right. I the because I, think I mean, be- historically, aren't we over the the apex of the, the the peak of our country's power time? We're on the downside of that hill. If you look at empires historically, but th- we have a, a severe deficit of leaders in this country. You know, the the reason that Trump got elected is because he was the only one that presented himself as a clear leader. You may not agree with anything he had to say. But he's certainly a better leader for uh, for his people than Hillary was, and certainly we thought maybe Bernie would have a better chance. But he turns out uh, is is not the leader that we thought he was. He kind of folded in the end. Actually, not even in the end. He folded before the election. We, I was rather disappointed with him. But so I, I mean. Again, to try and carry on with your hopeful message, message though, Rich, um, I really feel like the best thing you can do right now is while there is a lot of chaos and a lot of nonsense going on there on both sides, if you find somebody who is speaking the truth, prop them up in any way that you can, because we've got to pull some sort of leader out of this country pretty damn soon yeah if we're going to Barry if we're going to Barry people like to Barry put up somebody who you're a civilian now right again to the criticism that you make a lot Chris is is just complaining but not having a solution yeah we're still in that complaining phase we've got to start putting together a solution when it comes to what are we going to propose it can't just be not Trump Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's good stuff to whatever whatever leader we envision that we want for this country, it can't be based around not Trump. For all doing a message of hope, I mean, it, it comes right right into mind. We talked about upstairs protesters. I bag on you a lot. I love the energy. Right. I think it's a little misdirected. Let's look well, then, to again. the hist- Let's look to the history books. I know we we bagged on Rich's brother a few weeks ago about historically, but. When's the last time shit got done in this country? Right. Late 60s. Let's, okay, but, let's but kind of look there. But and you're like, on social media and, and you and, have this podcast. It takes and some saying, messages. 
but yeah. and, and kind of apply them in a new school way. Like I, I I'm sim- definitely sympathetic to a lot of uh, a lot of complaints that you might have about uh, certain protesters or the lack of a certain cohesion in a movement. But yeah, like you you have a a, a voice and. Even if you don't directly have, I don't like. I don't have the answer. I'm not running for office or anything like oh, that. Oh God, not if I ever. But, none of us should ever run for office. The internet, they can look up. But things. find those people <laughs> out there. Find the people that are speaking the truth on social media or on whatever media you consume. Or share this whatever. podcast. See there you go. Share, share this podcast. Right. Well, there you go. If you agree with us, share this podcast. That's perfect. But you know what? Here's even better. If you don't agree with us, start your own podcast. But don't bitch about what you don't like. Propose solutions. I mean, this is good. this goes back to what I said a couple months ago. We got to start being honest in this country, and and honesty is not something that we're used to anymore. We don't like it. We when we ask, does does this as a country when we go, does this dress make me look fat? The truth you is, we're fat. The, the dress don't make us look fat. We're fat. Right. Well, okay, but to say that to say like. Don't just complain, propose solutions, which makes sense in the same way that, like, let's say, why do you do science, right? To come up with a result. <laughs> why do you do science? Yeah, why do, <laughs> why do you do science? Because you want to figure something out. You want to come up with a definite yes or no. This happens or this doesn't happen, I wake up right? every day and I science for about eight hours. Right. If you look at most science that goes down in the world, it's a lot of nonsense and trial and error and going nowhere until that final results that goes oh my I god you're saying this like is the, all the eureka moment now. if you will and, yes and solutions are kind of symbiotic with complaints i think is where you're going with it there is a nature to them and if you you can be part of the conversation and help shape what that final solution is going to be so yeah i mean there's a lot of complaining with no direction on what that person might like to see better out of their own nation but, yeah, I mean, again, all we can do is try and and weed through all the nonsense as people, as as citizens of this country, and try and give a little bit more voice to the people out there that are making sense. It's scary that, to me, it's scary that people like this, this you know, blonde-haired chick, uh, Tommy, whatever her name is, has... has Gained uh, fame through internet. Uh, you'll have you to know, enlighten basically, me on this uh, internet I'm star. Sorry. Yeah, you know, but but she's. I mean, you know, she's been on the Daily Show. She's starting to get more and more mainstream media attention. And all she does is bitch. And there's never solutions. Here's the deal: take all that energy. You know, we get it. Everybody's pissed off. Everybody's angry. Take all that energy and start putting it towards instead of bitching about what you don't like. What can we do to fix what we don't like? Right. And remember that well, no, you don't vote every four years, and that's it. Well, look, if, there's if midterm that, elections. If that person, uh, what was her name again? Bill, Fred, <laughs> Tommy, Tommy. I can't remember Tommy. her last. Like I said, okay. I refuse to learn these these shitty people's last names. So look, if if that if this Tommy girl doesn't have the answers. That's fine, you know. Join the rest of America. Many of us don't have the answers for all this. It's the problem is is that we're propping that person up. This person who apparently I'm guessing 
being completely ignorant of who this person is, but I'm guessing this person is rather intelligent. Yeah. Oh my God, Tommy Laren. Oh, she's gorgeous. Exa- that's okay. Even okay. So that yes. is the even, reason. Even the most liberal you people are like, me. "Hey, guess what? I disagree with you, but hit me up in the DMs, oh, baby." Oh my gosh, hit me <laughs> up. You, what? I don't care if what is her deal, anyways. She, <laughs> You've never she, heard of this problem? She, she's she, not a Trump supporter, is she? Oh God, yeah. She's like a super right winger. Well, that's fine then. Trump sluts. I, I like debate. I like healthy debate. <laughs> Master debate. I also like no talking during sex. Did I mention that as a rule? <laughs> this, if we're gonna talk ground rules going into this, baby. All right. But no, I'm just basically what I'm getting at is that yes, maybe I've been listening to too much Joe Rogan. Lately, but it seems like guys like him who go, you know, there's, it's easy and it's cool and it's the, and it's the, 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 the whatever thing to be cynical and hate, hate filled and this is stupid and why even try and it's, it's cheesy and corny and everything else to have hope. But at the same time, a guy like him, here's the deal, Joe Rogan to me, is the type of comic he is who can get up and say what he wants because no one's going to kick his ass. Like Ultimately, you don't escalate with Joe Rogan right. because at a certain point, he's going to be like, what are you going to do? You will regret it. Yes, come on up here and do something and find out what happens. What I love about Joe happens. Rogan, too, is he'll, he'll start with the brain first. But ultimately, he'll, he'll, he'll he doesn't tear you down. I thought you were going for a freedom of speech angle here, but he's... That's ultimately, <laughs> well, no, ultimately, Joe Rogan will start by destroying you. Oh, sure, sure. With his words, and then if he drinks enough beers, then he's gonna punch you in the face. <laughs> well, no, but what I'm saying is, make sure what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, he 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 makes you think, but he also gives you like like let's be hopeful here. Let's be let's try to be positive. Let's do something positive. What are you doing? What are you doing to make the world a better place? And sitting and bitching about how shitty the world is is the easy thing, and it's the thing where that, that everybody loves doing. And he's yes, but it's so necessary too. It I is, mean, it is, but but it's it's like having a a dream without a plan is a wish, and right. bitching without right. any type of any type of plan to back it up, you're just pissing in the wind, man. I mean, we live I mean, in this is a very frustrating situation for many people in this country right now. Our, our current uh, climate in general as a country is very frustrating for a lot of people. And you got to, you know, if you're getting on Twitter and ranting a little bit is what gets that off your chest so you can move on with your day. That's that's fine. No, that's but, venting. I'm talking about right. making a fucking career out of bitching. Right. That's we got enough of like, those people. I, I can't actually remember if we were talking about this before we started recording or not. Maybe I already mentioned this, that there's so many people on my Twitter feed that I appreciate their tweets but i see them like every half hour it's something that they're mad about and i'm like what else do you do with your day like this can't be healthy that you have this much anger in you like i understand there's issues and there's a lot of things that to be angry about yes it's also a well it's like the people who could sit there and protest for weeks on end like people at standing rock like i got a job man how can you do this right like I got sh- I got shit to do. understand if you're trying to get a message across to somebody else, uh, that you can be so easily written off. It's always something with you. 
That's always something with them. It'll be this thing this week and that thing the next thing. It's all nonsense. It doesn't matter. And this is this is the results of having no focus to your movement and no clear leader. I don't know. This is one of the one of the best theories I've heard on why Trump won was he gave solutions, no matter how mm-hmm. asinine, stupid they were. He That's had what I'm saying. solutions. He was the only yeah. one who presented himself as a clear leader. Yeah. Bernie present actually Bernie presented himself as a clear leader, but what revealed himself to be not when he lost the support of the Democratic Party. If he was truly a leader, like Trump was. I believe that if Trump ultimately lost the support of the Republican Party, there was nothing that was going to stop him from running. He yeah. would have ran, Trump would have run on an independ, as an independent. We need because a person to have that not, spirit. He's a leader. He's clearly a leader. And we have no alternative as a leader. Who do we have because yeah, I mean, when you get over, when you get down to it, I mean, Hillary's message, Donald Trump at least, however crazy and insane it was, had a list of things he wanted to do. Hillary's Hillary's strategy was he's bad. Right. I feel like I like, keep reminding myself of that Simpsons episode with na 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 leader. <laughs> yeah. But I'm using that term specifically to keep it general because I don't mean presidential, right? Because that has so much connotation that comes with it. And that's not what we need. We don't need somebody who's like more presidential than Trump. We need to see what the what the next generation of leadership is going to be. You know, each generation is different, and like it or not, uh, we our generation <laughs> is in power right now, and it's our generation, yeah. the one that everyone's principal before they graduated said, "You guys had the least amount of, of school spirit." An enthusiasm yes. that I've ever seen. My senior class lost to the junior spirit week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, mine, mine too. We lose shit like that all the time. We do Dude, not give a fuck. I always joke that my class model should have been, "Are we done yet?" Because <laughs> that's pretty much that was like senior year for us was like, holy crap, it's almost over. I'm not, I'm not even joking. I I graduated and they were like, "Well, are you going to come to the graduation?" I said, "No, I." I have to go to work. I mean, you could really see the. Line. I didn't even walk. I didn't even give a fuck because I knew that if I don't go to work, I, I'm going to lose a shift by going to the graduate. What the fuck am I going to get by walking? Yeah, I, well, I've already. You've told me my entire life I'm going to have it worse than my parents, and I better work twice as hard as them. So what the fuck do I need to have a fucking ego stroke of walking across the stage for two seconds, and people going who don't know me, and a few people actually cheering who do? Fuck that! I got a job to go to. Well, somebody our in our generation has got to step up soon. Oh, that's the problem. We don't care. That's the thing. I know. We may. We may. We have made apathy uh, a profession. Look at grunge music. No matter look how. At, look at our comedians. We do we have, have. We really have to wrap this up, but it's just so funny to me that I think it's a common message. They were like, "This is a dark show. We should not end on a dark tone," but we can't help it. <laughs> like it, you. We just tried to illustrate some certain bright points and things that we thought that we could do to change the direction of this country, and then we just shat all over it and said, basically, it's all hopeless. <laughs> you can't change the system. Hey, man, we, sir, Bay Boomers, no. blame you. You're the uh, no, I've said no, it before. you we can't. The first people that were told that wasn't wasn't going to turn out for us like it was our parents. Yeah. Here's we have just carried if, that cynicism with us. If Trump hasn't taught us anything. 
or if Trump has, has only taught us one thing so far, it is you can change the system. You just need apparently enough nonsense and bullshit at the, at your back to do so. Because well, it's also taught us apathy is dangerous. Well, well, yeah. Apathy, complacency, dangerous things. Because now you got Trump. Merry Christmas, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Just stop. <laughs> we used to like. Remember when we used to talk? Like half the show would be about like nerd shit, like movies and music. Yeah. I know this is a really common meme, but I swear to God, I I listen to NPR on my commute, right? And I swear to God, every time, every day, probably twice a day, actually, you know, you got to commute back and forth, listening to NPR, that the meme flashes in my head, and everyone's got had to have seen this one by now. It's the dog sitting at the kitchen table with the coffee cup, and the house is on fire, and he's going, this is fine. <laughs> That's all I could think of. <laughs> Is it Generation X? Yeah, basically. The house is burning down around us. Is my coffee full? I'm good. (laughs) What's on Netflix? I don't know. Maybe this is the one thing we do to try to say we're doing something. But maybe not. I mean... Maybe we're just moving hot air around every week. Maybe this is the start of the stopping of the This Is Fine generation. Maybe this is... uh, when we actually start doing something, you know? get people's attention? maybe this is when we actually end the podcast for now. Get people's attention, turn off the internet. And see everybody next week. Millennials can't get it to them online. Shit might change. There you go. All right. Well, All right. Thank you for listening, liking, and sharing. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I can't. We all woke. <laughs> hey, if you woke up tomorrow, it's a win. Put them in the win column. All right. Yeah. So thanks for listening, liking, sharing, all that fun, happy horse shit. Uh, we're we're on track again. Another best month ever for everybody. Uh, so thank you for that. Yeah. Um, they can uh, hit up our website and stream us now, actually, too, at, right? ChristopherMedia.net. There's no other way. There's no other place you need to go because you can subscribe through iTunes and Android, whatever platform you got there mm-hmm. to the podcast. You can listen yeah. to streaming. Stream, yeah. Yeah, it streams like the most, the three most current episodes, right? Yes, like right, right now, as of when we are recording. Not that this. everything else isn't available. All our archives are open. Well, yeah, because then you go on the page, you can get to everything for going, every. Going all the way back now, how many years has it been? We're, 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 we got three. We're over the two and a half Man, year we're mark. Taking our claim in this podcast shit. The people email me and ask me for advice. <laughs> there you go. Must be doing something right. Yeah, I know. If you met me in person, you might not be asking me. <laughs> it's, it's like I t- it's like I told my brother. He's like, "Well, how do I do it?" I'm like, "You just, just do, do it. it." Yeah, yeah. You just do it. That's pretty much what I've told it. everyone too. It's like, "What do you recommend? Uh, do it." Yeah. Don't think too much about it and just do it. Yeah. You have to have something. If you're not, yeah. But the website. Yeah. The Amazon band. Because too at the website too, you can even share on the social media platforms. So you don't need straight from the website. You got the Amazon banner. You click. You bookmark it. Wheel piece. Those are, yeah, the two most effective things would probably be like sharing it on your Twitter or Facebook or rating us on iTunes or whatever platform you listen to us on. Yeah, give us five stars. We even got a thing that says rate us. You click on the banner, boom. Those are the two most effective non monetary uh, forms of support. Yeah. 
Yeah. Too, you know, good old fashioned. Here's here's some money. You click on PayPal. That too. Or you click. I'm sorry. You click on the donate button, which uses PayPal. So it's all secure and all that fun stuff. So, but uh, yeah, till week one. All right. Only <laughs> let's see. Four times fifty. Two hundred. Well, we're not going anywhere. Only two hundred and seven weeks left to go, everybody. Yeah. One thing I'm certain of. We will be around to see the end of his presidency, regardless of how it ends. It might even be inspired to put together a little best of just as a history. What if we could dub this fake news? <laughs> that means we're on his radar and we're doing something. And then right. the new. And then, well, yeah, what if they start snuffing out subversive voices? Said the feds into Chicago. That's All right, here's end this. Here's <laughs> know, the deal: right? if you're going to take out any of us, take out me. Chris actually has hope of being married one day. Aaron has kids. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? So just take me out. Oh come on, man! <laughs> you got a brother? <laughs> oh. Hey, I'm, I'm just I'm just being honest, man. It's not like you know my funeral will be as sparsely attended as my wedding was. Hey man, I can't say that tinfoil hat me doesn't come out every time I see that Virginia gives us a significant source of downloads. Virginia, huh? Yeah, we were Quantico. Hey, yeah, know, right? But, <laughs> all right, till the, all right. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Till next week, everybody. Wow. Later, guys. If you enjoy this show and want more people to know about it, head on over to iTunes, leave a comment, and rate it five stars. Make sure you like and share us on Facebook, and don't forget to follow us on Twitter. Just search for Christopher Media. Thank you in advance for supporting Christopher Media by clicking on the PayPal button and by clicking through to all the sponsors who support ChristopherMedia.net. Most importantly, we would like to take the time to extend an extra special thanks to you. Christopher Media could not exist without your support. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net, and thank you for listening christopher media let's make some noise thank you for visiting christophermedia.net